And this one we're calling On Cloud Nine. We're going to be going through all the matchups this week and knocking out a ton of fantasy football goo for your brains to help you bring home the crown this year. As usual, to the left of me, I got Houdini. We got Stags back in the fray. Uh, across the way from me, Dogmatica to my right. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And it was a crazy week this week. As we know, a lot of people lost a lot of great talent on their rosters to injury. No one likes to see it. When the game's losing its best players like this, and especially so many of them in, in, in just a span of four hours, it really, really hurts the league, hurts our fantasy lineups, and it just uh, you just got to really feel bad for some of these guys. Welcome back, Stags. It's good to have the. Uh, it's good to have all four of us uh, here this week um, and talking the fantasy football action. So we missed you around and uh, ready to get into uh, get into the goo. Yeah, I, I thought that you were gonna when you saying we're gonna, we're naming the show on Cloud Nine. I thought you were about to say on IR. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I can't believe the amount of guys that just went on IR this week. It's Crazy. kind of unreal. I just they just came to my realization. I missed it for another year. I missed playing Cloud Nine on Week Nine. Oh, <laughs> which what was this thing that again? The, the Temptations. The temptations. There you so, go. Well, it's, next year, ladies and gentlemen. Is this like one of your favorite songs ever? You <laughs> it's bring a, it up it's every a great, year. It's, 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 it's a great it's a song. One. It's a great song. I'm not saying yeah. it isn't, but you're, you're 42, not 78. <laughs> not 42 yet. <laughs> not 42 yet. I'm 41. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, well let's, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff As we, you know, we're a bunch of blowhards around here But we're going to breeze through a few games And we'll bounce off and talk about some of the miraculous things that happened last week um, While we are also talking about the games in this week, week 9 So, let's get, uh, let's get the bye weeks out of the way The Cardinals are on bye, Ravens are on bye The Lions, Texans, Chiefs, and Seahawks that's a lot of uh, gaping holes. It's a lot of players on those teams in your lineup. So be smart. Be looking at the waiver wire early. If you don't have uh, a guy to go in a position, make a pickup. 
Start. Don't don't wait until the last minute. Nothing worse than uh, thinking you're all good and then checking it out Saturday night or Sunday morning. Like, oh my god, I need to pick up a defense because I only have one and my defense is on by this week. Anyway, let's talk about the Browns at the Bengals. The Bengals pulled one off by the skin of their bells last week. Um, Do still we have undefeated. to? <laughs> Do we have to talk about this game? I really, <laughs> I really prefer to start it off with something, you know, fun. And, and well, not another Johnny Manziel start. Well, Johnny Manziel's beating up his girlfriend while driving down the highway. Is that fun for you? No. Uh, <laughs> not particularly. It wasn't fun for her either. I mean, Ooh. let's see. Johnny Manziel made his debut against the Bengals last year, and I think he threw like two picks and like 77 yards or something. So he's going to be real good. It's going to be real good. And usually on Thursday nights, you know, the good team dominates. So I think the Bengals are flat out going to dominate. We usually see it that the team at home with the better defense, yeah, start their defense. They will probably be one of the top scoring defenses of the week. And you're going to start everybody else there. You're going to start your Jeremy Hills. You're going to start your A.J. Greens. You're going to start your Tyler Eiferts. And you might even consider going back to the well with the 11-point score that is Andy Dalton. Yeah, you know, you know what? I'll tell you something. Jeremy Hill, I think, has been one of the more confounding players on people's teams this year. But he's starting to get his carries again. And regardless of the fact that the, his second half schedule is tough, it's it's a tough one. Uh, this is definitely a game you want to get him rolling. And he's had, I think, fifteen plus carries in the last couple of games each. Uh, so yeah, get get him rolling. This is going to be a team he's probably going to roll through. The Browns give up the give up the most give up the most the most most fancy points to running backs this year. So. Get him going. Who's uh, let's quickly talk about the Browns. Uh, Duke last week, you had him uh, ranked pretty high. Does that stay around? Um, is he is he gonna is it gonna be dump off city from? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what they're gonna do again. Last week, um, for some strange reason, they gave Robert Turbin I think three carries. He had three yards, and they decided I don't know maybe it was just because they were down or whatever, but they decided to give Crowell ten carries, the most on the team. He got a whopping 14 yards out of that the week before. I think he had eight carries for nine yards. I think they've tested him long enough, and I think he's done. So it, I think the Turbin's going to get some carries in there, but it's going to be the Duke Johnson show. They're going to be behind quick, early. They're going to have to be dumping it off to him, and he's easily the most dynamic of them anyway. So And, and they've been giving him about four to six carries a week for the last five or six weeks anyway, even yeah. though he's not been effective with the carries either. So... They're giving him ways to be on the field. Yeah. Well, plus Duke is like running back 17 over the last five weeks. So he's been producing at a somewhat, you know, pedestrian level. Most of that's coming off the receiving game. But those are all games that Josh McCown has started. Mm -hmm. Since Josh McCown has been the starter and they've gone to this sort of chuck it around offense, Duke has been a lot more effective. It's going to be totally, totally different with Johnny Manziel under center. I think usually when Johnny Manziel's in there, they attempt 21 to 24 passes a game. The last uh, time he was in there, it was 8 of 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're not going to attempt 30 passes with Johnny Manziel under center. And that also affects, you know, fantasy's number one tight end over the last, you know, six or seven weeks in Gary Barnage. The only time Manziel started this season, one for 17 on one target. Like... If this is now the Johnny Manziel show, I am scared for Gary Barnage. Well, I agree, but I think it also depends on the flow of the game. If the Bengals go up early, they have no choice. They will be throwing the ball. I don't care what the trends say and what they've been doing in the past. If they're down by, you know, 
14, 21 points, you know, in the middle of the second quarter, they got to start passing. I mean, you, you can't, the team can barely run as is. You got to pass the ball. They got to do something. I mean, I don't know if it's getting their third QB in there to, to, to try something else, but uh, that's just the way it's got to be. They can't run the ball and just take a loss for no, yeah, I mean, no apparent reason. They'll get you fired real quick. Can I make the last thing to say on this one? Yeah. Go ahead. This is why Manziel only averages 15, 20, whatever throws a game, is because when he goes out there, it's three and out. Well, I'm going to say sure. the last thing. Every time I hear the word Barnage, I think about Barnaby's Pizza. In oh, North- Barnaby's. In, is that Northfield or Northbrook? Northbrook. Northbrook. Yeah. Is that weird? Like, literally, anytime I read the guy's name, I'm like, oh, Barnaby's Pizza. So good. Uh, let's get on to the Packers at the Panthers. Wow, that was a real, real. Real swashbuckling event last night. I mean, it got fun in the fourth, but um, we'll talk about we'll talk about Mr. Luck later. But that was a, just a, a ugly looking game. And the night before, the Packers probably had their easy, their worst offensive display I've ever seen. I've ever seen as a Packers. I've never seen the Packers play. This is a twenty-five year thing. Uh, like that, be, just be shut down that badly. Seventy-seven yards Crazy. for Aaron Rodgers. Holy crap! Is he overrated though? No, he's not overrated. He's still the best QB in the league. Let's not go overboard on this. That Denver defense is formidable. Four they are they are really super tough to to do anything on. No matter what you which way you cut it, no matter what you try and do. I mean, that's obviously that was above and beyond. You don't usually hold a guy like Aaron Rodgers to, to that few yardage. But bringing back uh, Defonte Adams and throwing him in the starting slot immediately, uh, it just said uh, Eddie Lacy coming off the bye with Eddie Lacy, uh, you know, getting back into the fold as a starter. Uh, they, they were used to Starks getting more carries, and he was a little banged up. It was just the offense was just, it seemed like it was a disarray. It looked like the bye, well, it got them healthy. Uh, didn't do their offense any favors in terms of continuity. So I, I don't think it gets any easier this week when you go on the road to Carolina, who were, were, did a fantastic job. Granted, it was in the rain and in the, in the slop of, of what it was uh, there last week. You know, and up until the last seven minutes of the game, they had shut down Andrew Luck in the Colts' offense. So you know, I, granted, they're gonna they're gonna look at all the things that they did later on in the game, but he's. The offensive line is not protecting Rodgers well enough. The Carolina Panthers bring a fierce pass rush. Luke Keekley is healthy. <coughs> he is shutting down all running games. So, you know, I it's not this is one of these games I really see Carolina coming out and winning it and uh you know, dropping the, the Packers to five and three. I, what did you just say? Really? Yeah, Panthers are going to win this game. Wow, that that's like a bold statement right there. I don't know. Have you seen all the counting stats comparing Cam Newton and uh, Colin Kaepernick today, and how you know he's played one less game, but everybody's like one's an MVP candidate and one is now benched for Blaine Gabbert on Twitter. <laughs> Those things were excellent. Like, let's talk about throwing out that extra game and everything, and not including rushing yards and clutch performance and anything. But why? Wow. Why are you so not? I mean, I think the Panthers—they went ugly. They seem to win these games. I, they they knock them down. I just their shoulder too. They're undefeated. I, I just don't think they are in the Packers league. Uh, I don't think they're. They have one corner who can potentially do anything. I don't think Charles Tillman can play as well when it's not a slop fest. Uh, when they get the speed on the outside, and I think 
this offensive line will come together. I, I just don't see Aaron Rodgers struggling two games in a row that heavily. I 100% agree with you. That's the wrong guy you want to have pissed off from the week before. There's not a lot of teams that or, or players that I would want pissed off going, going into a game, but that's definitely one of them. And as, listen, the Panthers do win ugly, and they won ugly again. That was just an ugly game all the way around. It's not like Cam was playing lights out by any means. I mean, he was under 50% throwing for most of the game. It was, it was just an ugly slop fest, and that there's nothing you could do about that. Uh, Luck is obviously playing hurt a little bit as well, and the, the offense just obviously isn't running the same way it used to, but still... I mean, when it's raining as hard as it was, it's hard to hold on to the ball. I don't care how good of a QB you uh, are. Ted Ginn right. should have held on to the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was okay, the, that a was the easiest yeah. touchdown so, I've, I've seen in a long uh, Easiest 50-yard touchdown. That was literally think right about Think about how one or two of those drops that he had, that one and another one you can throw in there, changes what the stat then line looks for Cam Newton. Yeah, that so, was, but I'll tell you something else. It also was only barely drizzling at that point. That's because Ted Ginn sucks. That wasn't because the rain. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was raining pretty hard most of the most of the night until like the end. And you that, can that, see it on the television. It's coming down pretty hard. hard. He's got that was fourth. That was in the fourth quarter. I, all you know, all I'm saying is drop one too. This is it, tough it, for yeah, the Packers though because the Packers are were on the road in Denver. Now they're on the road in Carolina, and as much as it's it's, it's a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. You know, Riverboat Ron has got these Panthers being, they're disrespected. Everyone's discounting them as a 7-0 and team. Oh, you're playing the, in the Cupcake NFC South. You know, it's, it's, it's all these things. They have something to prove. They win this game, then all of a sudden, boom, they are now far and away the runaway team, and, and Arizona's got to chase them, and everyone else got to chase them. So, so, it's going to be cool to watch. If, if you think that... They beat the Packers. You're pretty sure they'll go 16 or no? No, no. <laughs> I'm saying that they become a major driver's seat. You drop the Packers to five and three. You want to get home field advantage? The Packers. Yeah, the Packers were undefeated. That was. Oh, I'm undefeated. sorry. You're right. Okay, still to gain, put two games on you and not be tied with them and have the loss of a head-to-head game and have the loss of a conference game. You need this game if you're Carolina. You get this and you put you put Green Bay at two losses behind you. You with your schedule, you should be able to be in a position that you're playing for home field advantage with three weeks left of the season to go, and potentially will hold your own destiny in your hand. I will also say that the Panthers will not do what they did against the Colts against that Packers defense. Packers defense is better than that Colts defense. That Colts defense is yeah. full of holes, plain and simple. I mean, it's just a it's Packers a not defense very good is hurting defense. the secondary, though. Hmm? Although that plays well into the hands of playing against. Yeah, Carolina. talk about weakness versus weakness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. What about uh, is it? Well, how does Lacey do in this game? Doesn't have a good game, right? This is all through the this is all through the air and Aaron Rodgers and your guys' estimation. No, uh, no, I, I I don't think so. Um, I, I think that Lacey's getting back on track a little bit. Do I think that he's back to the guy that he was last year or, or even his rookie season or whatever? No, I, I don't. But I don't think that the Panthers are as dominant as they've been, shh, as the as the stat lines say against the run. I do, do I think that ladies at least he's going to go off? No. But do I think that they're going to hold him to you know twenty yards on eleven carries? No. I, I think it's going to be a decent game. I think it's going to be a mix and match. I do think it ends up being Rogers' game. And Rodgers is just is going to end up throwing for over 300 against him. And I know that Josh Norman, listen, the guy is unbelievable. He's probably the best corner in the league right now. I can't, I mean, I actually threw out a stat the other day. There was 
five absolute total stud number one wide receivers, five of them before last night and what he did to Hilton, but five that had not scored a touchdown and had combined in those, in those five games for 200 yards and like 20-something catches. Five absolute studs that he's completely shut down, and now it's six with T.Y. Hilton. So that guy can do whatever he wants, and he, if he, I don't care who he plays on, he'll shut him down. But there's too many receivers on this team for them to shut down. And you're right, Charles Tillman, if it's not a rainy game, he gets beat, all right, because he's not that fast anymore, and he's not going to be able to keep up with some of these guys. They'll probably put him on James Jones when he's out there, which is fine. I think that he might cancel that out. Well, that's but then, speed versus speed right there. <laughs> the thing is, they have no one to cover Randall Cobb. Yeah, Josh exactly. Norman does not play in the slot. No. That, those are just where the numbers are. So... If you've been waiting for Cobb to come back and get back, this is a week you can sort of look We've been for waiting. We've been waiting. <laughs> that guy's a bust. It has been a while. He's, I think it's four straight games now with under 20 yards. And people yards. love him. I, he was so high. and never, I just was so, never was he ever going to be on any of my teams. I'll just say this, though. You know what you can do against Green Bay? You can run against them. So look for Jonathan Stewart to have a much better game without having the sloppy track. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I somewhat agree with you. You can run against him a little bit, but again, you got to look at the the little ins and outs of of this sort of game. Do you think that the Packers are thinking that Cam Newton is going to throw all over them to Ted Ginn and to Philly Brown? They're going to be punching that line. They're going to say we're stopping Cam Newton from running and we're stopping Jonathan Stewart from running. If you think that Ted Ginn and Philly Brown and, and Jericho Cotchery are going to beat us, go for it. That's fine. I'll put my Aaron Rodgers and our three guys up against Cam Newton and your three guys any day of the week. That's what they're going to do. They're going to stop that run. Well, then why are they even going to play the game? Probably <laughs> <laughs> something called television revenue. Good times. Good times. All right, let's, that, let's, let's move on to the next game. Redskins <laughs> at Patriots. Say, uh, what kind of toilet paper you got back there? The white kind? I didn't ask about the color. I mean, is it uh, rough or is it uh, cottony? Actually, it's kind of rough. Oh, boy. It's going to knock the hell out of my hemorrhoids. I thought maybe it could let me have a roll of the soft stuff. I see you sell the soft stuff back there. Yeah, but... I... Come on, Blazik. What's the difference? You said yourself you had the rough stuff in the back. Daniel Snyder talking to Robert Kraft, asking him to take it easy on him, you know? <laughs> oh, I like it, I like it. That sounds like Dog Vatica at Thornton's after a long night of drinking. <laughs> 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 yeah. What kind of coffee you got back there? Yeah. Black? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got the Redskins. Uh, Patriots, let's make this one fast. I mean, let's see, you're probably going to start all the Patriots. Uh, except for maybe LeGarrette Blunt. This looks more like a Deion Lewis type game, I guess. Strangely, three straight games against the Redskins. 136 yards or more rushing by a, a single running back. Uh, the Redskins are normally stout against that run. Wouldn't shock me if Blount And there were bigger backs, too. It wasn't like the smaller scat backs who just ran for you know long yard runs or whatever. It was the bigger backs who could do it. So... I don't know. I, I think I, I do think that Deion Lewis has the better game of the two running backs, but I, I wouldn't shock me if Blount had a decent game too. So a one and a two. <laughs> yeah. So so start them all. <laughs> You're like maybe except Blount. No, everyone. Everyone gets in there. All right. The question that's always on anyone that owns receivers though is is this an Amendola week or is this a LaFell week? Uh, all right. So I had a question last week. Um, 
the one I was doing at uh, that thing on Friday, the uh, Reddit, Q- uh, the Reddit. Reddit. And Ask somebody me. was asking if I if and they really wanted, really, really wanted to start Amendola, and it was over some stud. I'm like, listen, I, I understand we're going with this, and I do like an Amendola. He, he's he's had a couple of good games recently, but trying to predict what Belichick is going to do from week to week is going to give you a fucking heart attack. If you start throwing out Amendola because he had one good week, then you know the week before, you believe me, you're going to be disappointed and For the you're going to break out the <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. And then so, you bench him, and then he goes off. <laughs> I, I listen. I I can't tell you who's going to have the great games here. I, I can't tell you that. But I do know that they are trying to get LaFell more involved. They are trying to go back to the offense they had last year with Edelman out there and LaFell out there. They'll mix in some Amendola, and they got their grunt going on. It's just, you know, with the, the two-back set that they have, the, the big back and the scat back, it's just, it works well, and I don't think it's Amendola they want to get more going more. I think it's LaFell. They'll probably go up early. Maybe Amendola gets something a little bit later. Yeah, and I mean, since coming back, LaFell's target share... Has been you know right where it was last year, like eighteen percent of the targets, you know seven and a half a game. Uh, he's gonna be the guy. He's back in that sort of role, and Amendola is gonna be that guy who has one of those weeks. You just can't predict it. Exactly. Well, what did he go one look, for eleven last week? Yeah. Amendola plays the role that Edelman plays. Yeah. He doesn't play the role that LaFell plays. So LaFell s- should theoretically get more looks. Every week. Plus, there's just one play that they run. It's called a play-action slant to LaFell, and it gains 18 yards every time. Yeah, it's that, or it's or it's the quick out to the sideline. But he hit him on the sideline, it's a good nine-yarder, whatever. He had every a terrible time. game two weeks ago. Brady came right back to him. The confidence was not lost. They were just like, it doesn't matter. Just get your feet wet. Let's get this party going, and I agree. Um, I don't know which one of you uh, geniuses said this, but I agree. They're trying to get the offense that they won yeah, the Super Bowl year. with last year. Exactly. And why yeah. would Why would they not want? Why would exactly. they not do that? So, we want to start on Washington. Do we? Do we want Jordan Reed? We're going to start Jordan Reed, aren't we? I'm going to start Jordan Reed. I, oh, I, you and I are going to have some problems today, obviously. Ah! <laughs> I'll tell you. Listen, yes, I think they're. I think that they're going to try and get in the ball a bunch. But what does New England do every single time they play somebody? Shut down tight ends. They shut down. It's no. not just the tight They've been really good against tight ends this year. But they, they shut down the only thing that can actually beat them. And I think that Jordan Reed is pretty much it on that team. I mean, they have... You mean maybe, Deshaun's not coming back? Deshaun will probably... Actually, I think Deshaun will come back this that's, week. That's, that's, I mean, that threat alone... But as we've seen... Any receiver that's come back, every single one that's come back from their injuries, that looked great. has looked terrible, actually, in their first game. Uh, we just talked about one, LaFell. We talked about Des Bryant. You asked me if you should start him over somebody this week. I'm like, no. But the person you told me not to start him, and I did start him, was John Brown. I'm right. Either way. That's yeah, <laughs> true, I guess. Yeah. They did. That's Sorry. A, I didn't listen to Arizona's it. on the bye. But how fucked is that? When they... Activate a guy, and yet you know you're guessing is this guy gonna be active or not. You're waiting for the last thing, and they have him active, and then they just don't play him. Well, I love kind of the Chris Ivory move. I bailed on him because I started Tavon Austin in my league instead. Oh, sick. Oh, there you go. People asked Arians, they're like, yeah, so Arians, what your fantasy honor? It's like tough shit. I love that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Talk shit to the fantasy honors. Think I give a crap. And then people yeah, were out there tweeting uh, John Brown, and he's like, "Hey, thanks for putting up that goose egg uh, on me. You know, you know, have fun on your buy." He's like, "I'm gonna be having fun with your girlfriend." Who said this? John Brown. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers.
<laughs> All right, awesome. let's a uh, quick question about the Redskins. Um, can uh, Matt Jones pull it together and have some good games down the stretch? Uh, he looks so nice in a couple of those first two outings. I'm holding on to him in a number of leagues. I, I do rookie leagues as well. But what are your thoughts? Rest the season on him. Is he the kind of guy you, you should go after you buy low? Um, I, I just want to hear it. If he's on the waivers, I definitely take a shot at picking him up. He's played like 46% of the snaps compared to Alfred Morris's 34%. He's had more rush attempts than Alfred Morris, had more yards than Alfred Morris. Uh, he gets a bigger target share than Alfred Morris. So he's just bigger than Alfred Morris in every way. Um, so at this time, I would definitely fade Alfred Morris and pick up uh, Matt Jones and hope for the best. I mean, it seems like this is a team that's going to be building for the future, and Matt Jones is a bigger part of that than Alfred Morris. Uh, plain and simple, Alfred Morris is built on a team uh, that that's winning. He's not a running back who can play from behind. He can't catch passes, and he's not good at a block. It's just it, that's where Matt Jones excels. Basically. He's built for a team that no longer exists. Exists in Washington, <laughs> that's correct. And Chris Thompson should be should be back this week as well. Uh, he, he wasn't probably going to be back before the bye. He was doubtful for that game. The bye should give him enough time to, to, to get his uh, his you know health back. So I think that he actually gets some good playing time as well. So Jones and I think Chris Johnson are both somewhat startable in this one. Uh, cool. The one thing I'll say. Eh. Not even worth talking about. Let's go on to the uh, let's go on to the next game. The Titans. See you later, Wisenhunt at the Saints. Wow! All of a sudden, the Saints looked like four years ago. What do we uh, What do we think happens in this? This is uh, probably pretty troubling for fantasy owners on the uh, the blue, red, and white side. Um, I, I, I'm interested. Here's here's the thing. Tennessee has actually had a lot better defense this year than has been advertised. Uh, nobody's really talked about it very much at all. They, they had a kind of a soft schedule through the first five weeks, though. So when you're looking at their kind of like Tampa True. Bay's and, and Jacksonville's, and so they didn't, they weren't, they weren't really hitting the uh, the, the hard games. But they shut them all down. They yeah. beat it. They were shutting everyone on their schedule down. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite Ken Wisenhunt stat is. Ken Wisenhunt is one in twenty as the Titans head coach when he has more than when he has less than eight months to prepare for a game. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm pretty sure he's won the season opener <laughs> both uh, years. Well, uh, uh, no, he was. He was three and twenty as the head coach there. Three and twenty. Oh has my to be. god! That's oh my hilarious. god! That's a great stat. And I think he's like lost seventy five percent of his games. Or more since losing Kurt Warner as a quarterback. Yeah, so somebody's going to go out and hire That's him. That's a He's bunch of malarkey. He's a, <laughs> oh, oh, that's terrible. And oh, that's terrible. If you want to talk about bad records, we can talk about Mike Malarkey's, but uh, yeah. it's a good thing it's fantasy football. Yeah, and a good year back in 04, I think it was. <laughs> it's a good thing we're getting Marcus Mariota back, hopefully, because at least then something has to be built upon. I mean, with the new offensive coordinator, what'd you say, Doug? He's what thirty-seven years old, like yeah. the youngest in the league, and never called a play in his life, but might actually tailor it around his players. What a, what sounds, a pro- sounds promising. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's going to do everything he can to put Mariota in the right situation to succeed, which means moving him out of the pocket, getting him so his his legs do a little bit of business out there. The guy has, for all his athleticism. Can you, I mean, I'm sure you probably know, can you guess how many rushes he has on the season? Mariota. 
I don't think he has very many because he, he's he's uh, I would probably say like six. That's t- ten, ten, which yeah. is just unacceptable for a guy with with his talent. I mean, I, I think that Tom Brady has more rushes than he does this year, which is just out of control. He's been trying to prove that he's not the running quarterback and that he is the the, the pocket yeah. passer, and so I don't he, think he has a choice. And in Brady's, this offense, ru- Brady's rushes are usually him leaning for a first down or going or, or, right, 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 that. True, but still, I mean, I'm sure Mariota's had to do a couple of those too. You know, but that's what I'm saying. Not really. <laughs> no, not really. Third, third three doesn't lead yeah. to, the, to the quarterback. Or the one at the fifty, maybe. So I, I think Kendall Wright is banged up. Um, that's that's trouble city there. But I think uh, Harry Douglas is coming back, and that's not anything I should have come out, come out of my mouth. But it's, it's you were true. just thinking about fresh balls. Yeah. Our sponsor. But uh, David Cobb <laughs> is getting ready to return here. I think they want to see what's going on there. I'd, Antonio Andrews, yes, he's a little pudgy. Go ahead and oh, mention yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Enjoy. I got to pile on how fat David Cobb is. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he's a little bit pudgy, but uh, listen, he's got to be able to put something together a little bit better than Antonio Andrews. No offense. Andrews has been okay. They just yeah. haven't been able to give him a share of carries. But that's the, the word. Well, no, that's the key word there. Carries. Okay. You know, you don't draft. But that's somebody. better than Bishop Sankey and better than Dexter McCluster. Dexter probably better than David Cobb. Well, look, Dexter, Dexter McCluster can't be the guy that runs every every down inside for you. So you have to have Andrews for that. Sankey, okay, you know they they took him off of the the carries and he was then on returns. He fumbled. It's, so they took him off of returns. Yes, he's no longer. So I he has no job. I think active. he's done. I think he's done there. So. It's Andrews is the guy going forward right now. I mean, you want a guy who's going to get, he got six, I think it was 16 carries last week. He's going to see between 15 to 20 carries every every game from here on out. Not if Cobb's there, though. If Cobb's there, they're going to want to see what their draft pick, well, that's true. who actually looked the best in between the tackles in the preseason, uh, they're going to want to see what he's what he's about, you know, well, I mean, especially if the team's going nowhere. Then you're, into a, then you're into a, a regular committee. Backfield where they're probably going to be like twelve carries for one, eight, ten for the other, and you'll see who produces. You know, if David Cobb produces in his first game back, they're going to roll with him the rest of the year. That's it. I, I, I mean, and Tony Andrews was a luxury to have when you knew that Bishop Sankey wasn't going to succeed. You had somebody who, and, you know, nobody else wants and nobody gives a shit about. So you ran him, and he happened to be bigger, so he he did okay for you. But now you got a draft pick in there who can actually do something, maybe. I thought Wisenhunt was a terrible uh, hiring of a coach. First Correct. Really under, didn't understand what was going on there. What, he went three games or two three, games? Three and 20. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think that they should have fired him before the season uh, if they weren't going to give him a full season with, with Mariota. Uh, we don't yes, need to talk I, about We don't need to yeah, talk no, about it. Really, I, really. I, I just thought it was Let's talk about the strange. Saints. Let's go to the Saints. Obviously, Drew Brees... One me. I will say one last thing on the Titans. I do think Delaney Walker has a really good game in this one. The Saints give up a lot to the tight ends. He's been getting all the targets. And without uh, uh, Kendall Wright in there, I think that it's uh, a Delaney Walker game. Go on. So, uh, uh, by the way, question here on uh, Drew Brees' performance from last week. Um, I have crazy scoring leagues. So, I want to know what the highest was in yours because he he matched a a high score total in, in one of my leagues. What was he in? He had 63 in one of my leagues. I have no days. idea. I could check real quick. 87. 87. 87. Holy those shit. Those long touchdowns. Because it's, it's four points for a touchdown, zero to nine, and it goes up by one point for every ten yards. 
So you're, you're throwing well, those. Well, it's his longest touchdown. I remember. But no, but then the other part is this. When you get to 300 yards, instead of going up by, uh, we go over 20 yards, instead of going up by one point, it goes up by two points. 85 in this. And then when you get over, and then when 85, 85 it sounds like a 14-point touchdown right there, or 15-point touchdown, something like that. And and when you get to 500 yards, then it's like you're in the double bonus. So now you're going up at four points every, and you got a bonus at, at, at 400 and at 500. Nobody's been a bigger Brandon Cooks jock sniffer than me. And of course, my dumbass jinxed myself so hardcore on Sunday. I was with Stavish watching the. You didn't play him? Well, no, no, no. I don't have him on any team. I have, oh. I have him on my team. I, have, I did play him. I have him on no teams. <laughs> I, uh, I played him. Oh, actually, I do have him on one team, and, and we did. We played him instead of right. Uh, but it's. I don't care about that league. That league sucks. I'm not going to be in it next year. Um, <laughs> and no, it's not the Pyro Pro League. <laughs> ah, good stuff. Uh, the truth is, I go to Stavish. I'm like. Oh, uh, yeah, but Brandon Cook sucks. Because we were joking right when uh, there was a joke, and then he went off. Oh, yeah. I said he sucked. I'm a savvy enough bet in fantasy football to know that when you're playing that guy, and I actually didn't, I don't think I knew Especially when you love the guy. Uh, like then you, he went you, off. He, Those he, were nice he, plays he was making. He heard you. Yeah, and he went off on you. Sorry about my CJ Anderson call, by the way. No, I didn't. I didn't listen to you. Good. <laughs> <my> <laughs> I was just—I <laughs> I hate, I hate saying this, but whenever I listen to you guys, it's the wrong call. I, I know that's not the way our fans are and whatever, but whenever I'm like asked something, it's always like after. I'm like, God damn, what the fuck did I listen to? Play? I hate it when you and guys. I stop. You I stop. I stop listening. I ask, but I don't really listen. I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's like, oh, I hate everything about this call that I have to make. Denver's so good. I don't want to play Devontae Adams on a bun ankle. And I just talked myself out of it and played C.J. Anderson for a nice little chunk of points. Yep. Nice scored, scored the third highest points in the league and still lost, as usual. Oh, that's, right. that's terrible. Bell, Bell Bell Bell. 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 <laughs> I've been with Veronica how long now? Seven months. Chick's nuts about you. How long did you date Caitlin? Five years. Chick only made you nuts. Hey, are there any balls down there? About the biggest player you ever seen, Dingleberry. Dingleberries. You guys open two Valverdes. I'm getting two in. Absolutely. Go for it. One of them went in my so, face. Yeah, so how I about up Daisy. balls? <laughs> the biggest pair you've ever seen in your face? How about Drew Brees? 80% of his passes completed. 511 yards. 7 TDs. Sick. You know, Willie Sneed coming out with two touchdowns. Ben Watson with 149 and one. Uh, you know. Colston looking like looking like he was like a video game character where no one could be within thirty feet <laughs> yards of him as he ran no matter what people were just like bouncing off some invisible force field. I was amazed at how fast he looked. He looked no one like was he near. Him. No, no, no. I'm not even talking on that play. I'm talking on because uh, he was active. It was a, I think he had eight catches for 114 or something. So um, right, uh, I think something, he, like, that, something yeah. like that. A lot. But he looked every time he was making plays. He looked. Like the old Colson, I'm like he looked slow and, and just out of it. For the first I don't think Colson, the old Colson, ever looked very fast. fast. Yeah, all right. Well, that's but, why he didn't have that much to live up to. But he got there. You want to know something that's weird? Yeah. A weird thing to think about when you watch a guy like Colson, he went to Hofstra. They yeah. no longer have a football program. Yeah. <laughs> and they also had Wayne Corbett, yeah. though. Yeah, they did. Corbett was a Hofstra guy. Because my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, Healy, my buddy Healy went to Hofstra. Uh, Mo so he always, went to Hofstra. And Miles Austin went to Hofstra. Miles no. Davis? No, no, did he? No, no, he went to Monmouth. 
Monmouth. Yeah. Oh, he's a Monmouth guy. That's in New he's... Jersey. Yeah, but those That's are both. Those are both probably right. They play each other. Yeah, and then Marshall, right, right. Marshall's in that same one, right? I don't know if Marshall. Uh, maybe I don't know. At least pre. He went to Monmouth. That's what it was. But he always. He liked all the guys from the other school, but Monmouth was finally miles off. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that the reason why they ended up having a pass so much uh, is because Curry Robinson went down. Is that right? He did. Yeah, he's out for the season. What, fractured fibula or tibula yeah. or one of those things that sounds like it sucks? Yeah. I watched oh. it, and oh my god, that was awful looking. But, uh, <laughs> one of those things that sounds like it, it sucks. But yeah. <laughs> <Well>, now, <laughs> now explain it. if you had anything, any questions about Mark Ingram, you no longer have those questions. Because he was getting vultured a little bit, and he's not going to get vultured by C.J. Spiller. So now, you know, Houdini's got, like, running back two. Because he's running back two in standard scoring, running back two in PPR I'm winning that scoring. Bet. I'm winning that bet. He's going he's gonna to get up there now. And he's, isn't, he's still top three, top four guy, right? No, or did, I, no Gurley might have had a no. pass him. No? I do think he's that, number two. I do think that C.J. starts to get a little more action. Uh, they they were splitting the carries around for a reason. I th- I think they got to, but they did just sign Tim Hightower, uh, who they had in the preseason. They need somebody to do a little bit of banging. The guy's two hundred twenty pounds. You know, Tim I mean, Hightower, Tim Hightower, but they're going to use. But Ingram is going to be the goal line back now. That's yeah. the difference. Where he kept you know getting him down the field and then coming off the field and watching Kerry Robinson take all the touchdowns. That's not going to happen anymore. But, but as someone, as when you're watching the game. And this sucks. But Ingram gets tired. He pulls he himself does. out. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. He does. I like, hate that. He's like, you're like, dude, you're in the third, you're in the 15, you know. Yeah. And he's always like, yeah, let's get me out. I'm like, no, no, stop doing that. <laughs> he dude. does call himself out all too the much. time. You know what? He's not the only guy though. There's a lot of guys in the league. Where it takes a lot of work to work down the field. You know, when you're in there, play after play after play after play, <laughs> carry it six, seven times out of out of eight, nine plays. It's tough, and you got to pull yourself out of it once It happens to receivers, too. I, I hate it the most when I see my receiver on, like, a second down and, and, and uh, like, seven or something like that, and they take a shot down the field, and it's a long, incomplete pass, and he just ran 60, 70 yards. I'm like, God damn it. Now he ain't well, on the field for third down. And now they're on the four-yard line, and he takes himself out. When he that happens, too, all the time. Julio! Well, that, was, that, was, that was the career of Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Evan Smith scored 25 touchdowns. All right, so what, what game are we talking about? We're talking about the Saints. <laughs> I think we can move on. Yeah, we can move on. Are, are you starting all the Saints? I mean, just looking at the Titans, they are sort of a tough defense. But with how hot Drew Brees is, with no, how hot Drew Brees is, I can't sit Drew Brees. I can't I'm, sit Cooks. I can't sit I, Need. I do love can't Watson. Sit Sneed. Uh, Tennessee was never very good against the tight ends this year. They're mediocre, but that's more a product of that uh, the defense in total and what's going on and the and the weak competition. Watson is I mean he's not the, their new Jimmy Graham, but he's sure acting the part pretty well right but, now. And and tell me this, Sean Payton's offense needs to have that tight end be that. Period. And you know, he's a, a savvy vet that knows exactly how to how to get himself open. No, he's not gonna make crazy separation and be running down the field and doing all the Jimmy Grant stuff, he's but catching he can, every ball that but he can catch the ball and be tw- 15 to 20 yards down the field, catch the ball, and give you four or five yards after the catch or whatever. First of all, that's one thing he could always do. He right. was always a great ball catching and tight end. And catches touchdowns. Period. And touchdowns. But the thing is, is that everybody knows it. 
Drew Brees' arm is not what, and it never was a great arm, but it is, you could tell, he can't throw it 50 yards you know, anymore, 60 yards at all. So he's got to get those, the inner workings, and that's why Colston had the second most targets on the team next to Ben Watson. Those guys, short routes, boxing out guys, getting themselves open for those short routes so Brees can hit them, and that's why Brees is doing this. Their offense is getting in a flow. A lot of new faces, a lot of new players. Totally different scheme. Uh, it's it's working now, finally. Cool. Let's, um, let's have a Valverde. Shit, my grandma used to say, what's better, fucking a good play with nothing on it? No, wait, I fucked up. What's a good play with nothing on it? Meaning? Oh, no, she was seeing all shit. She used to fucking piss herself all the time. <laughs> Good stuff. That's we need to do that sometimes when we're uh, when one of us isn't making sense. But don't do it because I don't make sense a lot. So <laughs> one of these three. Scratch guys. that. Scratch yeah, that. Scratch that. Yeah, she, he was senile Noonan with that call this Pissed week. Pissed himself. All uh, the dolphins at Bills. All right, let's talk about the Dolphins. Okay. Well, it's well, good that they're not playing the Patriots. That helps. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps. Uh, these two teams played earlier in the year. Uh, Buffalo handed it to them pretty much. It was uh, not, not even a, a, a close game, if I remember correctly. I think the Bills pretty much at 41-14, maybe. I don't know, my, maybe my mind. That was, that was also game. a, a Philbin-led Dolphins. Yeah, it was just, it was, yeah, it's a, this Dolphins team is now different. Granted, last week against uh, New England was. You're playing New England. Come yeah, on. it was not, it was You get a, ugly. Pet, you get a one mulligan. Dan Campbell gets one mulligan and New England's his mulligan. And that's fine. That's fine. But the Bills are coming off a bye, and I, they'll be ready for this. They're playing at home. Tyrod Taylor is going to be back. Uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be back. Uh, uh, their uh, uh, Carlos Williams. Carlos Williams is, is going to be back. They've got uh, all these guys coming back. The team will probably be you running pretty Kirby smoothly. Bucket. Yeah, you I almost said Kirby, Kirby Bucket. Bucket. I don't know why. Yeah, you're right. I did. Is Watkins coming back this <laughs> Huh? Watkins? Yeah. Watkins will be back. He'll be yeah. back. Yeah. That's the hope, at least. It is I the hope. They're, they're, I need him. I know. They're actually, they're limiting him a little bit already, but we'll see tomorrow what type of practice he gets in. But right now, I think that the Bills are still going to take this team. Their defense is starting to click a little bit better as well. I don't know if the Dolphins can do all the things that they would want to be doing and were doing a couple weeks ago before they, before they met the Patriots. Uh, I think the biggest thing, there, though, is as long as Tyrod Taylor's back. This offense is completely different with Tyrod Taylor under center, and they need him. And the guy who exploded in the last game, you know, you talk about the guys who are going to have the revenge factor, it was Charles Clay. And it was Charles Clay with all basically, I think it was like 50, he had 85 yards or something in the game. Like 50 of them with the touchdown came on the first drive. Mm-hmm. So, um, 13 targets or something, yeah. So and that game was in Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, no, that game was in no, Miami. Miami. That was what I was like, we're there in Buffalo now. So, yeah. I, I just. I like him in this game, especially with having if Watkins can come back. You know, yeah. if you have these other weapons on the outside, he can't be the guy that does it all. He's the guy that just slides under the radar, and that's why he gets to be successful. I mean, there's a lot of different interesting storylines that happen in this game. Basically, this is the game that went out and got you know Joe Philbin fired. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was so bad. Uh, Tannehill threw three, three picks. Almost lost a fumble, looked awful. The offensive line didn't look like they could handle it. Lamar Miller got something like seven carries for 38 yards. 
But you know, it wouldn't have been when, that good. Was no, it? Was that exactly? That was the exact line. Oh, okay. But they were all in the beginning, and then they started playing with Jonas Gray, and he got nine for forty nine. Yeah, that's right. And he was just—it was just awful garbage time slop. Uh, but Tyra Taylor was excellent, two seventy seven for three. Carlos Williams was twelve for one ten and a long touchdown. Lashawn McCoy sucked, eleven for sixteen. But then, yeah. Percy Harvin also played, had seven catches for 66. You know, that was a very low Sammy Watkins game, just one catch for 39 yards. So I don't think this game is anything like it was before. I don't know if Tannehill is going to come out and throw three picks again. I think they'll run a more conservative offense where they make the point to get Lamar Miller involved a lot more. They've been doing that lately. And I just think that their new dedication to the run game is going to make everything easier for Tannehill. Uh, it's going to make you know everything easier for those receivers. I mean, I think Rashard Matthews had a huge game, uh, six for one thirteen and two TDs uh, in the last matchup. I, I think that continues. Jarvis Landry is going to be what he is, but I just think this offense now centered around uh, Lamar Miller is a totally different beast. Here's the difference too. Here's why they will be able to go and establish the run game. When they were playing against New England, they were just behind. So you had to abandon the running game at a point in time in that game that was pretty early. In this game with Buffalo and their plotting offense, they're not a, a quick strike. You know, they're a team that's prone to having a, a tur- you know turning the ball over on downs and not having productive drives. That's going to allow Miami to not have to abandon the run. They're not going to be like taken out of the game. And I think that you know, Buffalo's a tough team to run against. But at the same time, I think Lamar Miller, you have, you have enough creative ways to get him in the offense that I think that should be the key. It's not about, yeah, you want him to be a, a run, as a runner, but if that's not working, working some screen passes, doing some other things, using it to at least establish play-action pass and give yourself some opportunities to other guys on the, on the field. One of my worries is that Lamar is never as good on the road as he is at home. And that that's just been a, a proven thing throughout his career. Uh, but this Bills team can be very formidable at, at, at home when they want to be. And coming off this bye and getting guy, a lot of guys healthy, they're going to have uh, Lewis uh, McKelvin back now as, as well, too. So they'll have that extra really good pass defender. It's just... Uh, I, I don't quite see it the same way. I, I, I understand what you guys are saying, and I am behind what the Dolphins are doing. I just, this Bills defense, when they want to get rolling, and I think they are starting to get rolling, they had a tough beginning of the year. It was uh, demoralizing what the Patriots did to them earlier in the year, but they're starting to roll, and not a lot of teams are doing much of anything against them right now. And you put them at home against a Miami team that they know with a, a running back who isn't as good on the road. I just I think that they try and control the ball. They try and eat up the clock a little bit, well, hold down Miller, and, and let their let their good defensive backs kind of take care of the situation there. Uh, Jordan Cameron a terrible game. I think he would he had three for sixteen. You're sitting there in the stats there. I don't like Jordan Cameron in this offense at all. I mean, I just don't I just don't see. Oh yeah, we're getting out from Jordan Cameron. <laughs> we're, we're bailing off that ship. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's not it's not working out so well there. I mean, I think he's brutal. Can, yeah, I, can I say one one top thing about Jordan Cameron is his uh, girlfriend, Erin Heatherton. She's actually a uh, a Glenbrook North product right there at Old at Old Orchard. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so if there's anything, if you ever are having a trouble and you have to start Jordan Cameron and he drops a, a dode on your on your nose and doesn't score any face points, just type in Heather, Aaron Heatherton, Heatherton nude. And it'll make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll still piss you off because you know that he's going back to see that later. I'm not saying you're not going to be jealous of the putts. <laughs> okay. But you're going to be able to relieve some stress on your own part. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to... Let's, let's, let's just move on from this game, right? That's fine. Are we good? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Rams at Vikings. Todd Gurley? Gurley, kind of good. If there's one thing, I, I think if you guys haven't noticed by now with the Vikings, they stop the run, and they do it pretty well. That Carlos Hyde phenomenon in the first game of the season, I was trying to hold on to that for like four weeks, uh, saying, no, this Vikings defense can't stop the run very well. Look at what Hyde did. They were Nobody sleep done anything. Against them running the ball, throw throw away uh, that first game absolutely. against the Niners. That was that is like the one game that is was completely flipped of, of how the script should have been, how how it, it reality is. Yeah. <laughs> look how bad the 49ers are, and the Vikings are a legit team. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, do I I still like a girl in this game? It's not like I'm telling you to sit him. He's still going to be an RB one this week, uh, but he's not going to do what he was doing, what he's been doing, which is. Uh, off the charts, you know. Frankly, uh, I just I just don't see him. Plus, if the Vikings uh, get their offense moving, okay. I mean, first of all, they can hold on to the ball a little bit. The Rams won't have the ball. The Rams' offense is not dynamic. You know, you know what's coming. It's girly all day long. And in Minnesota, I think that they're gonna do everything they can just stop the run, basically. Yeah, but my guy Tavon Austin and. The reason why Tavon Austin... reclaiming ownership. I'm reclaiming ownership. I have two, a, two and a half years, years later. later yeah. Gadget you're player. Picking, you're picking him back up. I'm picking him back yourself. up because, you know what, you can say gadget player. The problem is, it's tough to make that guy be the best player on your team. He no longer is the best player on his team. And now defenses aren't focusing solely on him. So now when you use the gadget plays and you use them in conjunction with Gurley after he's gassed you for 10, for 8, for 13, for 26, he's effective. And he's super fucking fast. So you, you know what? He's going to get a couple chances here. And, they're, and, they're, and they are committed, and Fisher's committed, to making him part of the offense. So... As a second banana, he's fantastic. I will never claim ever that he was mine. He's <laughs> yours. You can have him. But I have I did catch on to him about four or five weeks ago. I've had him consistently, like in my top 35, 40 uh, you know, wide receivers every single week, which is not an easy thing to, to make in my rankings. And he's there. You know, every week, just get, if it's not just the catching a couple passes and making something happen and getting a right. touchdown, it's... He gets four or five carries at least every game, and he makes something out of those too. He's he's dynamic. He's he's fat. as you said. He's super fucking fast. And, and the thing is, you know, he's the he's the short guy. So going back to the whole thing about the taller receivers and this, so I thought it was going to be last year. I thought the second year that's where we saw the breakouts for Deshaun Jackson. That's where we saw it for Randall Cobb. That's where it was like for the elite uh, shorter receivers. That's usually where it happens. Now, you know, we're, we saw with, we're, we're, we're looking at Brandon Cooks, right? We're saying, come on, you know, where, where is it? Maybe now these, these guys, it's just, it's taking them longer in the new style of NFL offenses. And plus there's 
more of a feeding frenzy because it's, it's no longer just, oh, you're the, the second option. A lot of times you're the third Very and fourth true. options on these teams. So it takes you longer to, to figure out how to, how, to, how to explode. But Austin's really found his groove in the, in, with the Rams right now. And so I'm very confident starting him. And it's one of those things where it's like, guys that were hot for you in the first half of the season, I'm like, I'm not going to just hold on to what you did three weeks ago when you haven't performed for me. I'm going to replace you with a Willie Sneed, and I'm going to replace you with Tavon Austin, and I'm putting these guys in as starters, and they produce. Yeah, I love it. Um, I guess, well, I, the last thing I guess we'll say on the Rams, yes, I mean, uh, go ahead and get Gurley in there. Go ahead and get, and get Tavon Austin in there. They've both been outstanding enough that you can't take them out. Do I think they'll have outstanding games? No. But Jared Cook could actually do something in this game. Minnesota's been bad against tight ends. That's, the, that's the, been one of their weaknesses. Uh, so, I don't know, if you're streaming and you got, I mean, there's six teams on buys and there's been a lot of injuries and stuff. If you're streaming, that's a guy they might want to think about. Moving over to the other side of the ball, uh, Minnesota. So, who's the best wide receiver on this team? The odds. Like, it's not even close anymore. Stephon Diggs is just far and away the best receiver on this team. It's not, I mean, Mike Wallace was completely invisible. You know, I mean, I think he got hurt for a tiny bit there, too. But it was an was, overthrow. It was a play where he was wide open in the end zone, got totally overthrown. But I agree I agree with you. Diggs looks awesome. He looks super solid. But as, as a person that went up against Diggs and, and really at the last play, he just that was about a 17-point play. That was terrible defense by that D-back. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's, yeah, only, you know what? there's only a couple D-backs in the league that D-bagged that play that bad. I, you know what? I, 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 I kind of disagree. I, I kind of disagree. That was, I wish they could see what I'm doing, but he's running one way, catches the ball, turns, and, and starts going back the other way. When you're running one way to go catch the ball, the defensive back's going to come with you. To stop on a dime like, and it wasn't so much a dime, but... He made a good, quick curl. It was a solid move. move. But the guy just, he just lost his footing and was done. He didn't even touch the dude. True. True. But I mean, good receivers make that happen and make, you know, bad defensive backs. He's also an elite athlete. He's always been an elite athlete. He's coming off a major, major knee injury that kept him, you know, down in in the draft. But he's averaging 10 targets a game. Like, nothing else needs to be said, but he's averaging 10 targets a game. Period. He's scoring touchdowns. He's getting 100 yards. You know, he's averaged, he's got six catches in every game since he's come back. Like, you're starting Stephon Diggs solidly as a wide receiver three, probably as a wide receiver two. Oh, I think we're all in on Diggs. Now, the thing for me is I just pulled off a trade for Adrian Peterson, and I was watching that game last week and upset. Here he is, rattling off eight-yard runs, ten-yard runs early on, and then they just stopped going to him. And you know, so and now this is not an easy week for AP. The Rams' defense is a wow. They are they are an attacking defense. When you talk about Denver, who attacks the the, the point of the ball, the Rams do the exact same thing. The one thing that you can do against the Rams is run. Is run. So I, I do think that AP will be fine, especially with him being at home. Uh, but yes, that this Minnesota offense is really tough to figure out because it, it seems like he, right when something's working, they start going away from it every single time. You know, they're throwing to Diggs, they're throwing to Riggs. Oh, let's uh, forget him for a while. You get we gave him his due, and then they go back to AP. And the second AP starts rolling out, let's go away from him. Let's throw a couple to 
you know, Wallace and that's good, Rudolph involved, whatever, get a couple And then they never it. get that aspect of the game back. Yeah, like let's throw you, McKinnon in. Right. It, it's, it, it's true. It, it just does seem like it's kind of all over the place. I, I, I honestly, and this is, it's not that much of a shock, but it's a, probably going to be a little bit of a shock. I think that AP has a better game than Gurley in this one. I honestly do. I think that that's the I way. I you're right. I, I think <laughs> I that that's the way that good. the Vikings <laughs> can actually beat the Rams is to run that ball straight through them, and I think that they're going to have to do it. I think they're going to find out real quick that this team is tough to pass against. They're going to try, I think, a little bit, but they're going to find out real quick that they're tough to pass against. You've got to use JP. You don't have time to pass. And they're going to bunch the line against Gurley. Period. That's one thing they do have straight is their defense. They know what they're doing there. Charles Johnson made that big play that got him into uh, the field goal position or what? The, go, the, go, the ghost catch on, <laughs> yeah. on an intro roll. Oh, I don't even see him yeah. coming. Jeez, that God. was. But, terrible that, but does that give momentum to a guy that we thought was going to be like a wide receiver two, wide receiver the three, uh, heading into, not just us, everyone did, and he's been invisible. It's. Possible. I mean, after seeing how bad Wallace has played the last couple of weeks, it's possible they start Johnson and Diggs from now. I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like it'd be. I, I don't think they know what the hell is going on. You know, quite frankly, when it comes to their wide receiving core. But yeah, it's, I mean, that's a possibility. Do I think he gets momentum out of that one catch? No, because it was the, the week before he had one nice big catch as well, and that didn't translate into a ton of targets or anything. The next game. But I do think that he's a better receiver than Mike Wallace. And if you were to put these guys out in the Olympics, I think that this wide receiving core would compete in the Olympics. We also I, know. I, I shit you not. This like is the it. fastest wide receiving core I've ever seen. We also know, remember, when we were talking about the work ethics of guys. Well, Charles Johnson is a guy that's been kicked around. So you know that he's not taking anything for granted here. So you know that he's working at it. So if it doesn't work out, then it's... It has nothing to do with without you know want with laziness to or, like, right. or or being a little bitch like Mike Wallace. Exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine being him and being like, God, the amount of money I make versus the money that Wallace makes? It's got to drive. I hope it make, drives him and doesn't piss him. Uh, piss and him Diggs, off. how about Diggs? Wallace literally probably makes seventy to hundred times more oh, yeah. than Wallace uh, than uh, Johnson and Diggs, and Diggs combined. combined. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. I couldn't imagine he's standing next older. to them in the locker room and be like, I caught no passes today. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, I got, I, my check What's up, Kyle? So Can I buy you a shot? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, on. Twin Cities? How you like me now? What, almost overpaid guy ever. Oh, God. Um, all right, let's go on to the next game. Why not? We good there? Uh, yeah, don't don't so much like a, a Bridgewater or a Rudolph in that game either. Diggs could have a decent game simply because of the targets. All right, Jaguars at the Jets. J squared, J squared. Jaguars coming off the bye week. What do you? A lot of buzz is going on with Yeldon's going to get all the opportunities under the uh, sun. What? What? Get, give us a little lowdown on. This I, I mentioned it earlier that there was a a player that you didn't want to piss off. You know, and go up against them the next week, and that was Aaron Rodgers. If there's a team that you don't want to piss off, especially going into their home, um, it, it's the Jets right now. They are just embarrassed. They, I, I, I think that they're all looking at each other like, "Are, are you going to kill somebody next week?" Because I know I am, and motherfucker, I'm going to go kill you right now. I mean, believe me, <laughs> these guys are going to, these guys are going to go berserk on the Jaguars, absolutely berserk, and that's a, a no-brainer. I would not start a Yeldon in the slightest. 
Here comes Rando. He's a berserker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I think that Yeldon gets blown up in this game. I think there's no chance he has any sort of a good game whatsoever. Um, I think that I don't know. Who do you think that Rebus will be on in this one? Do you think it'll be Allen? It'll be uh, Robinson. Sorry. And when I think of Allen, I do think of Robinson. Hearns is Hearns. Allen is Robinson. Correct. You, you guys feel it that Alan way? Are you Robinson. talking to us or is there an invisible uh, here? Well, I, I, was, I was talking to Alan here. Alan! <laughs> Robinson will get the Revis attention. I, I can't imagine. Unless they unless they feel that, you know what, Cromartie matches up better against him because he's a bigger wide receiver and, and that Revis can stick with Hearns better, which may happen because, you know, because here's how it may go. He may line up against Robinson to start, and then if Cromartie is, is having problems sticking with Hearns, then they're going to switch them. Either way, do you guys disagree with me at all? I think the Jets just go absolutely berserk. On them. Yes. Uh, Here's the only thing that I, I agree with you on from a defensive standpoint, but right now they got no quarterback action. Are they going to be able to put up points to really take the Jaguars out of what they're going to be trying to do offensively? Okay. I know it's a great defense, but I just don't. That was Geno Smith. I, I think that's another guy good. who's going to be pissed off and running like nobody's business, Chris Ivory. Uh, I mean, yes, Brandon Marshall's a little bit banged up, yeah. too. I mean, he's got the toe problem and a foot or whatever, the ankle. And when stuff. watching him play, is it's, it's a little dramatic. I mean, the guy gets really... He comes back and plays, and yeah. obviously he's really... He was hurt after that ankle injury. But he's always, like, really down and really hurt, and then comes back, and it's like, good grief. I've got him. He's been an awesome for me, but... Like he gets hurt, banged He's up. He's not even box. supposed to be here today. Uh, I, yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, uh, listen. I mean, did you see Geno Smith's numbers in the end? They're actually pretty good. Two sixty-seven, couple touchdowns. Uh, that's. I mean, that's I not like bad. You yeah, start out looking like hell, but you expect that the first time you know walking into a game, you know, out of, out of nowhere. But then, I mean, yes, they were down, and you know, they had to throw the ball around. They had to do something. But, he, I mean, he kind of stepped up. He's also injured a little bit, though, too. Any surprise before he, I, I'll hand it off to you? Any surprise that both those guys are injured? They both run without any abandon. I mean, that play where where uh, Gino, great run, but he like didn't even see a guy that was barreling right down on him. He's mm-hmm. like trying to tiptoe along the line like, oh, wait, hold on. And I'm about to get leveled. And you're doing that when you know that your starting quarterback's yes. already on the bench, and you're running at, at the sideline. Get out of bounds, you and, stupid son of a bitch! And you've been hurt yourself <laughs> for the last. You've been hurt yourself for the last three months, two months, with a broken jaw. Yeah. Now you're gonna get a broken face again. Label. I just thought of my sexy wet dream of next season of Chan Gailey running a Marcus Mariota offense. With four wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That would be nice. <laughs> Just so you guys know, my wet dream earlier with Aaron Hetherington, Stag Party's wet dream is with uh, a male offensive coordinator and Gina Smith. Andy's like, no, Marcus Mariota. Oh, Marcus Mariota. Calm, calm down. So. Andy's like, oh, so that makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> you like your, you've always liked your Hawaiian guys. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what else. I mean, you guys want to talk about something here? I mean, can the the Jaguars offense? I hate guys. I love women. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do sort of feel like that, but uh, I I can't see the Jaguars asserting any physical dominance over this Jets team. And I think when it's a sort of a finesse game, the Jags can stay in it, and this is not a finesse game. I think. 
the Jets should come out and punch the people in the mouth. And with the offensive line, you know, sort of shoddy for the Jaguars, I don't see Blake Bortles having a great game and Allen Robinson being covered up by Darrell Revis. I don't really like that. Oh, boy. I mean, if anybody could do something, I guess maybe it's Hearns. Um, I, I don't see uh, Julius Thomas doing all that much. I think Yeldon, like I said, I think he gets blown up. I don't think he does a thing. I know that Latavius Murray was awesome in that game. That's the whole reason. They were they were the like the best team at stopping the running running backs. And Latavius Murray, no, who's not been able to run on anybody, embarrassed the hell out of you like that, Yeldon will be lucky to get 25 yards. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It was, I mean... It's it's tough seeing after a guy goes nuts the week before yeah before the bye he went for what one fourteen on twenty carries. I'm especially not picking a rookie to yeah. go off on them. Absolutely in New York. not. Not in New York. It's just not going to happen. Let's talk about the New York side quickly. We talked about the quarterbacks. We don't need to go there. No, you like, I mean, I, you I like can, Ivory? You like Ivory? I, I like Ivory. I think that I think that Marshall does make it into the game. I think he ends up playing. I, I think that'll be fine. Curly will be there. Decker will be there. Uh, who else? Who else got? Somebody got a ton of. Who was it? Uh, the old Kembrell Tompkins had nine tar- targets, I think, in that game, and wow. made like or eight or nine targets in that game, made like seven catches, something like that. Um, that's basically because they were just playing from behind, and it was a little bit nutty. I don't expect anything like that again. I'll tell you what, though, Decker. You know, for for a guy that if you're looking at it as like flex type player or wide receiver three, I like what he's doing in this offense now, especially. I'll like him if Marshall is kind of iffy, because in those situations when they start keying on him and, and you know you know is Fitzpatrick is, is there any chance that he plays in this game? I don't. Here's the thing. I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Geno Smith. I think Geno, yes, Geno Smith's injured as well, but I think he actually comes back and plays. I think that they're going to have to do that surgery and uh, do the yeah. surgery on the on the torn ligaments in that hand. And for a quarterback to come in, and, I want and him to Steve DeBergen. Why can't he Steve DeBergen? Do <laughs> you remember when he had that floppy yeah. thumb thing on? Because he had like he had like he had torn ligaments in his thumb. I remember. And it was like he had a, it was a big giant cast on the thumb that he wore. And so like when he was holding the football, it was like it was on his off hand. Why can't he Steve DeBergen? I uh, suppose it's possible. I don't know. I mean, it, honestly, this is a that is Harvard a pussy. Steve DeBerg at the beard. Come on, beard. It's a situation you have to wait until later <laughs> in the week to see what the story is because I, I couldn't tell you for sure if it's going to be. I'm right now predicting Geno Smith starts. Of course, Fitzpatrick could come back and play. Of course, neither of them could. It could be a Bryce Petty. It was Fitz magic. The day you bow. It's Fitz magic. Okay, let's leave this game and go to the Raiders at the Steelers. <laughs> Carr, you're good. Um, start with the Raiders. Carr. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, I don't want to say that's a coming out party because he's kind of been doing it for a little bit now. But to do it against the Jets, that was sick. To do it the way he did it against the Jets, that was just ridiculous. I, I mean, Amari Cooper... Had a couple nice plays, few, a few nice plays actually in the beginning against Revis, and then Revis started to shut him down. Yeah. So he just turned to Crabtree, and Crabtree went berserk, you know. And then Andre Holmes went berserk. That's my day. That's my word of the day, by the way. You know, it's, I mean, one of the best video just, games ever. Yeah, I mean, he's just was, here comes Randall. He's a berserker. He's just a. He, listen, the guy is a great leader. And I've been saying that since the beginning of the season. We've talked about it in the offseason. The guy's just a great leader. He's the one that you want there 
you know, to, to look to in this team. And with the young crowd uh, mixed with uh, a couple of vets in, in this offense, he's just doing it right, and he's doing it very well. And people are following him. This whole team, uh, we were talking it up, especially you, D-Rex. This Raiders team is not the Raiders that we've been used to over the, over the you know, past These handful of years. These are not your father's Raiders. No, this, is, this Raiders offense is, you know, full of fantasy talent. That you should be getting out there on a weekly basis. This, and is, this is this is going back. This is the first time you've seen talent like this since Rich Gannon was leading them when they were at, to the Super Bowl. Because after that, they just went yeah. and everything fell apart. Yeah, and they have. I mean, they have receivers that go four or five deep. I mean, it's. I mean, Andre Holmes hadn't done anything in a few weeks. But he had actually got a couple touchdowns early in the season. There was Seth Roberts who was getting his play in there. There's, I mean, he could do it with pretty much anybody, and it doesn't really matter. Clive Wolf, Wolford is, is starting to get something going on as well. He took over basically the tight end position completely from Michael uh, Rivera at this point. So I like his, his prospects going forward for the rest of the season as well. The Steelers' pass defense is extremely beatable, so I expect them to be passing quite a bit. Do I think Latavius Murray will do what he did last week? No, but I think oh, he's got a lot of confidence right now. He should be able to get something going at least. He's uh, that's, the workhorse. That, that's just flat out how it is. He gets a ton of work. He's going to get you 15-plus touches a week. In, that, in today's running back landscape, he's one of the most solid RB2s there is. Uh, just with guys going down every week and, you know, these running back by committees. Latavius has one of the safest workloads out there. So you, you just sort of have to roll with the punches with him, thinking he's going to get 15 to 20 looks. And the thing is, you look at Carr's numbers on the season. You know, they're very, very skewed. He's already had his bye, and then that week one, he pretty much left after two series. Yeah. You remember, he hurt his hand. But besides that, he's averaging like 20 fantasy points a game from the quarterback position. Uh, he's been pretty much matchup proof in really just one down game, you know, in this stretch. But he's, he's got a 15 to 3 touchdown interception ratio. And he's just doing it well, distributing the ball, getting the ball to Amari Cooper, getting the ball to Crabtree. His top two receivers are better than anybody else they had on the roster last year. Um, they're both going to get 1,000 yards this season. Yeah. Bar, barring injury. <laughs> barring injury, absolutely. Now, do you like him this week against the Steelers? Carr? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I he's pretty much matchup proof uh, with other guys out there, and if he's still under waiver wire, he, definitely he, a streaming I, option. Unreal. Available in, like, over 40% of leagues. Like, I don't know what else you need to see now. You know, when talent ar- arises, <laughs> and it has arisen in Oakland, yeah. Amari Cooper is legit, and Crabtree is so much better not it's having surging. to be the man. Absolutely. That and Derek and 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 Derek Carr said Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr is for real. He's a smart, understands how to run the offense, knows where all the plays are supposed to be. Doesn't make the stupid mistakes that we're watching Andrew Luck make this year. Wow, that's painful. It's true. Over, let's move over to the Steelers. Uh, let's just say you know, like a Brazilian waxer with the Aboriginal woman walking through the door. If you had Le'Veon Bell, we did. You've got your work cut out for you. We did. We had him. It's. It's. I need uh, a laugh track sometimes when I when I when I uh, when I come up with a good one. Sometimes <laughs> I need even Jerry Seinfeld needed a laugh track. All right, here we go. 
Come on, Sambar, let's get the fuck out of this fucking jib joint with this fucking faggot Dante, you cock smoker. <laughs> Make you feel better? That does. There you go. So the first thing, if you had Le'Veon Bell, <coughs> you should look to pick up D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams was the number one running back in fantasy scoring through two weeks. While it was all pretty much in one game, he was still pretty good in week one against the Patriots. He's not going to be Lev Bell for you, but on the waiver wire right now, there is no closer substitute. I mean, he's, he's going to compete with Jordan Todman for carries. But he's not on the waiver wire in most leagues. Yeah, 80% of leagues. Really? None? Zero that I'm in. 80% of leagues. Zero. And we have deep benches in ours, but I can but, see that. You know, a lot of teams have only 16 positions on their team with Le'Veon dominating everything. To, to, you know, D'Angelo he was available. Was he was only up. owned in 34. I think it was 18 or 34 percent that I had when I did the. Uh, I, I didn't have to pull it up to see, but yeah, it was because he was pull it out, ceremoniously dropped in all these things. Because why would you want to have him anymore if Le'Veon was healthy? And if you were a team. That was living on him and trying to trade him to the guy that had Le'Veon <laughs> and then couldn't make the trade. Then, number one, how bad do you feel if you're the guy that had Le'Veon and you didn't make the trade? Are you, I, do you know the story we talked about on the show last week? I got offered by Teddy Stanton. Yeah, right, right, right. He offered Tavon Austin and D'Angelo Williams for, wait for it, wait for it, Rawls. Because he had the he one had, game, the one he game. Had beast mode and he wanted to back that up. I denied it. I, here's my reason, and it's easy to say now that it was a bad decision, but I still would make the same decision going back to last Wednesday or Thursday. I feel like that's borrowing trouble to grab the handcuff of your number one pick, who's coming off an injury and missed the first two games anyways, and you're going to, maybe now I'll, I'll think differently going into next season and beyond, but it, if I had accepted that trade, I felt like I would have been borrowing trouble. Now I can say the fact that I didn't accept the trade that happened I was being stupid about protecting my asset, uh, asset, but I don't know if I would change another thing. The way that I do fanciful, I don't want to in season go and try and back up with a handcuff or even anything my best player because I'm trying. I feel like I'll jinx them, but I jinx them by not doing it. So Trub City, but the fact is we'll make it. I had Dez out for the first seven games, came back. Now we're gonna have uh, this guy Le'Veon done. My my undefeated record was is now seven and one. I'm gonna be in the playoffs. I think I still like my team. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry about it over text messages or the league dashboard. I'm gonna take it like a man. We're still gonna win this friggin' thing. There you go. But I'm gonna tell you what, uh, D'Angelo is worth grabbing. He becomes legitimate number one, a, a, a starting running back for your team. I'm not gonna say number one, but he, a, a starting running back. They're going. Pittsburgh wants to have to establish the run. It helps to open up everything in their passing game. Let's and, move on. This is. Like, right. I feel like I'm watching a Hotels.com commercial with Captain Obvious. If he's available and you can get him, you're picking right, him up. Fair enough. Bam! There it is. Sneak attack. My friend here is trying to convince me that any independent contractors who were working on the uncompleted Death Star were innocent victims when they were destroyed by the rebels. <laughs> I like it. Uh. Finishing up the Steelers, Heath Miller should have a, a, a very, very nice game. This Oakland team still gives it up to the tight end, uh, even though Jeff Cumberland did nothing against them for the Jets last week. Kellen Davis saying. got himself a touchdown. <laughs> uh, so uh, Oakland still gives it up to the, the uh, tight ends, and now that Big Ben's back, 
Um, it, it, they don't need heat. They're constantly uh, protecting Vic or Landry Jones or whatever. So Heath's going to be able to get out into patterns. So Scott uh, L. Pepperich on Twitter wants to know, he's in desperate need of a tight end. Vernon Davis or Heath Miller on the, ver- on the waiver wire this week? Or should he trade T.Y. Hilton for uh, Olsen? No, I, I, he's I, strong I, at wide receiver. I, I think he may be strong at wide receiver. I'm going to tell you to go Heath Miller. You know, without Le'Veon Bell... You see what the safety blanket is of Heath Miller for Roethlisberger. I don't know what's going to happen with Vernon Davis in Denver. But if I'm saying that I can keep T.Y. Hilton on my team and I can add uh, Heath Miller, and I just traded for Heath Miller before this week. He scored me 21 points in my league. Thank you. Um, This guy is just, he he wants to look downfield to, to Brown and Bryant when it's not there. Who's the only guy that's always open? It's just dump underneath. Eight, ten yards. Here you go, Heath. He's reliable. Do, and he'll do, score touchdowns for you. Do I think that Heath will have a good rest of the season? Absolutely. Do I think that... Uh, I, I, I Honestly... You'd have to know who his other wide receivers were to make that. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. And if he is truly that strong, a, a wide receiver, and it, it's okay to give up a Hilton, I'd, I'd actually go get Olsen. I don't know if I'd... I don't know if I could trust Miller every week to do it. I think there's certain defenses that he can do it against and certain ones that he can't. When it comes to the Vernon Davis thing, I'll put in my last yeah, two yeah, cents no. here. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the last two cents there on the Vernon Davis thing, I think that Peyton Manning is going to find out real quick how bad Vernon Davis has become in his later years. I, I, yeah. I, I Do I think that he's a better option maybe than an Owen Daniels at this point? It's iffy. I think that they made the exact opposite move that they should have. They should have maybe gone out and gotten an awesome blocking tight end and finally used Virgil Green the way he should be as a pass catcher, which is how he came into the league. He should be he should be Julius Thomas. He's the one who should have been Julius Thomas before Julius Thomas, and he's the one who should have gotten paid the big bucks. It's very unfortunate for Virgil Green because that guy's a stud in the making, and they did it the wrong way, going and getting another old fuck to run with the tight ends in that offense. It's, it's disgusting that Virgil Green is going to be on the line blocking for the rest of this year. It's terrible. They did him dirty. They did him Val dirty. fucking Verdi. Any contractor working on that dead stock knew the risk involved. If they got killed, it's their own fault. Here's the point that I would say, the last thing about for this guy's question. It's but before you even say it though, it's a tough question. No, it is. You, but, no, but here's, here's both these guys for three years. Here, so I know. it's like basically, which guy do I want to take first? I understand. <laughs> Thank you. It's a, it's, a, it's a tag team dilemma. But here's the here's the most important part. T.Y. Hilton, who are you trading him to? Are you trading to him to a team that's in contention? Or are you trading to a, to a team that's out of it? If you're trading him to a team that's going to be one of your competitors down the stretch, fuck you. I'm not giving you T.Y. Hilton for Olsen. I will pick up the Heath Miller and I will and I will take that battle. I'd rather not give you, if he's going to face me, you want you talk about your karma, about what we're saying with the Brandon Cooks, that's what's going to happen. You're going to end up playing that guy in the playoffs, and then T.Y. Hilton's going to be ending up sticking up your fucking ass with two stupid fourth-quarter touchdowns that they don't deserve in a game that, they, that they've lost early on because the fucking Colts suck. Who's so you want to face off from T.Y. while he's on your team? You just Correct! Said, <laughs> you, don't want to, you don't want to get him from while you're against him? He just said he was in desperate need. That's all I got. He doesn't have a tight end. Okay. All right. 
All right, it could I just like be it. for the week, or it could be desperate in general. Right. I don't know. Put bids on both of uh, uh, Davis as a secondary option. Should I drop so? Kyle Rudolph in favor of Heath Miller? Yes. 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 That's a good one. Um, let's go to another question from our boy, the Fantasy Football Wiz. This is Darnell Bright 4, at Darnell Bright 4. This is an E-Town guy, Evanston. Uh, came across Pyro a couple years ago. We've been uh, Twitter buddies ever since. This guy's a fantasy football freak. He goes nuts. I'm happy for him, man. He's got a lot of followers, and he just is on that shite all day and all night. He's got a couple questions. In one money league, I have Matt Ryan and Derek Carr, and I'm thinking about starting Carr. In another, I have Dalton and Carr. Uh, Carr has been lighting it up. This is kind of a... Few tweet question here, but was considering starting Carr in both leagues over Ryan and Dalton. Thoughts? All right, so here, here's the situation. I mean, we haven't actually gotten to the Atlanta game yet, but I have a, a, a funny feeling that Atlanta is going to go up early and and run the ball a lot. I, I, I mean, it, that San Fran defense can be run all over the place. On I know that. Uh, you know, Devonta hasn't had the top greatest games that you were used to a couple few weeks ago, but I think this is the one where he gets it going on. Uh, Roddy White's obviously just, I, I thought he had a chance to finally bring it back on with Hankerson hurt and everything. He's just, he's nothing at this point. Uh, I mean, they'll get the ball out there to Julio, of course. That'll be great. And uh, Jacob Tammy's been above and beyond, you know, his talent level at this point. But I think that they run the ball a lot. In this one, I think they just they get up a little bit early. They run the shit out of the ball. They take home the win, and that's it. Matt Ryan is never as good on the road as he is at home. So, I, in that instance, I like a car. Who was it over in the other one? Dalton. Dalton, Dalton. against Cleveland. Who? He, I, I think that's at the same situation. The exact the same situation. I have both Dalton and Ryan just right there at the ten mark uh, in in my in my rankings this week, and I have Carr above them both. And I, and I think it has everything to do with the way of the game is going to end up going. And I'll just say this about Atlanta. This, that's the team that I picked in our big bet of, you know, pick the offensive quarterback and wide receivers, right? It was no tight ends, no running backs. Ooh, that looked good for the first two weeks with Julio. And then it's just been, Matt Ryan's been sour. It's, it's just sour. When you have all the amount of yards that guys are throwing around the league and you look at Matt Ryan, and, and in some leagues that you know, um, like in my league, for example, it's like ridiculous for like you, you want these huge games. Like I, I had Eli Manning, so fifty-four points when Breeze scored eighty-seven in that league. But Matt Ryan puts up. I played against him twenty-two. You know, and well, and if you watch the game, I mean, it was some of the it was it was the ugliest game in the, the beginning the of the game. Hand, it's like it's, he had it's, negative it's, four it's points. Like I was the yeah. fifth string. Quarterback, at, but it was actually the tight end for most of the season. Yeah. So he's new to snap, taking snaps, handing the ball off. Um, even when the ball was down in a couple cases, it was like he's just like looking at it before he's jumped. just. I don't know. That guy was like smoking, smoking crack or something the night before. Had a late, had a had a late late night because he looked lost out there. But, but Ryan looks pissed, looks uncomfortable. You know, they're still winning games, but that's why I'm agreeing. It's stay away from him. Go with Carr because they are going to lean on Devonta Freeman in this game, and it only makes sense. Yeah, and, I mean, and Carr has been great on the road to, uh, this far this year. He's just really taking things in his own hand. The only, is that a pun? Game, the only, is that a pun? What did I say? 
Car is great on the road. Car runs great on the road. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I didn't even realize it. I, the, only, the only kind of off game he had, I mean, he still had two touchdowns in the game and, you know, and only one pick, was against the Bears. And I think that they just had the wrong game plan against the Bears. The Bears can be beat. Uh, obviously, their defense can be beat, but their defense is actually a lot better than people. Give them credit for the Bears. I think people think that they can go into Chicago and kick the shit out of them. Look at their defensive numbers. I, 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 I uh, not. I'm gonna look right now. Later. Thirty-seven. My girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Bears defense. They've sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. I'm not Aaron buying on the Bears defense. Actually, real quick. Before but before we go on, Stags, I want your opinion on the the car versus Ryan car versus. I thought the car Dalton. versus the plane. <laughs> I mean, car versus. I don't like Dalton ever, so I always go for the car over the Dalton. Even though he's the second highest scorer in the yep, league this year. Yep. I I just think he's eventually going to crap the bed, and he usually craps the bed on primetime games. He looks. He crapped the bed this Sunday. He did. That still, was supposed to be a shootout. He crapped the bed. There was a couple yes. plays where it looked he like he always crapped the bed in division games yep. and in games that are on the road most of the time and games that are in prime time. I'm actually not going to. Well, I, I will look, but I'm going to say it before I look. I think Dalton in his last three games against the Browns has two games where he's passed for under 100 yards and zero touchdowns in those three games. All right. Zero. Not that I'm not, I mean, this Cleveland Browns team is super bad right now, so it's possible he does better than that, but I think that that's a fact. Are you looking it up? Listen, listen. I'm going to do this, and you guys can get to your stats, get looking, because I'm drinking up. You haven't heard anybody say anything about either one of these. Nope. Well, what about these two? Oh, they suck. These are the same two movies? You weren't paying any attention. No, it wasn't. I don't think your manager would appreciate it. I don't appreciate it. your ruse, ma'am. I beg your pardon? Your ruse. Your cunning attempt to trick me. <laughs> okay, so the last game that Dalton played against the Browns, uh, Jeremy Hill went off. He threw for 117 yards. In the game before that, he completed 10 of 33 for 86 yards. Uh, Any and touchdowns? No. And neither one. Okay. And neither one. And then, then in the final game, it looks they scored 41 points in this game before. And it looks like Dalton threw for 93 yards. Dogmatic. Dogmatic. So under 120 yards. But he did throw for three touchdowns in this game. Oh, right there for 93 it. yards. Okay. Oh, that's all right. That's, that's, Still. that's good stuff. That's 93 good stuff. yards. So averaging like 100 yards a game passing against the Browns over the last three. Yikes. With two, with two zero touchdown games. Okay. Well, now I'm lost on what game we're on. <laughs> uh, Steelers? No, yeah. we, are, uh, we are now we, moving to the to Giants. The Giants they quickly, the they do a Pyro promo. Uh, Pyro Pro, uh, if you haven't gotten it yet and you're listening to our show and you love what you're hearing and you're liking the goo we're dropping, the canales we're bringing, and you really want to win your championship, sign up. We give you an option where you can sign up and... Dip your feet in the water for five bucks for a week. If you don't like it, you can bounce out. If you do like it, you can sign up for a year or keep going at every week at five bucks. Obviously, we prefer the latter because we make more money off you. Um, just kidding. Uh, or we can allow you to do the uh, $10 for a month or $40 for a year. Now, let me make it clear. When you buy $40 for the year, 
That's not until the Super Bowl or the end of a regular season. It's that's a year. From, that's from the date you buy it till a year from that date. So you're still if you're if you bought a year right now, you're getting it till week friggin' nine of next season. And for forty bones. Not only that, we are not a seasonal website. Yeah. So we might take a month off after the Super Bowl, but that's it. Well, we never had. Well, we've no, never we, done that. We keep talking we're, about. No, it. we've never done that. What we're gonna do this year for sure is a two week break. We're right. taking two weeks. Any well, break. Never, any ever break ever is any break is, 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 is great. I'm happy for a two week break. Our first draft kit was out is out in April, end of April. No, this no, year. but we are always. Oh, no, it was May because we wanted the draft. But we are always out, and we are giving you complete. We, we don't stop doing this podcast, so we don't stop working on our website, yeah. and we are always giving you information, all the things that we're doing, and especially now. Here's the best part. All you Pyro Pro members, now instead of us when we're, when we're coming up with like all of like the rookie data that I'm doing for the rookie drafts and stuff, instead of holding it on the draft kit, if you're a Pyro Pro member, boom, it's in Pyro Pro. Yeah, it's all a- these things on the draft kit, boom, they're there for you. People that are members right now, you guys are psyched. Uh, a bunch of uh, new added wrinkles are happening. You're going to be able to upload pictures now and show us your lineup of your teams that you're talking about. We know a lot of you guys, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still sick. A lot of you guys had multiple teams and, you know, across all the second opinions that we're getting with PyroPro, you can ask us direct questions and we'll, at, we'll answer them. Awesome, awesome feature. Um, but now you're going to be able to load quite, uh, pictures to it. You're able to add a category and tell us, hey, this is a trade question or this is a waiver wire question. We're always ben- uh, increasing and making the whole thing better. Our developer this week is definitely going to have that Multiple team upload. I know I've been talking about it for weeks. My bad there, but it's almost, almost done. And you're going to be able to not just add 40 teams or 40 players on one team that you can follow. But you're going to be able to add up to uh, five different teams of 30 players. <coughs> pretty sick. Excuse me. You are pretty sick. Go ahead. Cough it up. Pretty sick. No, Cough no, it up no, I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Right. I got it. I swallowed it. But I'll tell you what. What we're offering, it's a good thing. I'm a believer. I'm a firm believer in the philosophy of a ruling class, especially since I rule. And we rule. <laughs> it's true. Keep it up. Uh, all right, so check that stuff out. If you have any questions on it, let us know. But Pyro Pro, it, we it's mean the business. way to go, man. Come on. Pyro Pro is the shit's dit. We mean business. All right, what are you drinking tonight? What are you throwing down, Valverde stuff? I, I went down to another one of my old ones, one of my favorite labels of all time because yeah. I do like the Elephant. Elephants. Elephant. I'll go to a uh, uh, little Tolkien there. So a little, a little Anchor. Anchor IPA. They got great labels, great bottle, good and times. That's it's good beer. just a solid beer. Can't go wrong. I agree. Tonight, I'm actually drinking something for the first time ever. It's scurvy. It's an Indian pale ale brewed with orange peel. Very fruity, nice citrus notes. I, I really like it. It's uh, from the legendary Wisconsin brewing company of... Tyranina. Tyranina Brewing Company out of Lake Mills, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, we love you. It's actually a great beer. And it's I like the line they've got in the bottle. Now you can you can still get a case of scurvy. It sounds like you have a case of scurvy. <laughs> I, I'm not lying. I'm not lying either. I'm not lying. Let's get this phlegm out. But not sure nice, that's made in Wisconsin. Nice, tasty... Uh, <laughs> scurvy or uh, the beer? <laughs> Whatever. It looks like they spelled tire marks wrong or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, the it's name a tasty of the beer. I'll tell you this. Let's, I love the color of it. Uh, I'm having... Houdini's having horrible computer issues this week. 
Uh, and luckily, I was able to make it here tonight because D-Rex got his old computer refurbished and brand new back. So I'm using today. this tonight. Today. We so, saw, I saw Houdini in the Apple store today, all dressed up in his sales gears. He really dresses up. We always get these tight. aisle outfits and these gym shoes and jeans. He gym shoes good. are good, though, man. I got, no, I got lots good. of good gym he shoes. He looks really sharp, though. I was impressed, Dini. Thank you. So the computer's crapping on me. Everything's horrible. I didn't have any time to do any time of looking for sound bites. And I don't know who. I, I want to throw the shout out, but I can't remember who it was that uh, commented said Clerks would be a yeah, great, right. a great one to do. And I was just on my phone, like as I'm like, okay, fine. Let me just find something. I'm like. And I like the first three sounded good. I was like on my uh, on my phone looking at it. I'm like, fine. We get here. I'm like, do I have ten minutes to look? And we are all good. So, even though it's all been a little bit rough, we are uh, we're in good shape. Just let me borrow your car. Why should I loan you my car? I want to rent a movie. You want to rent a movie? I want to rent a movie. What's that for? You work in a video store. I work in a shitty video store. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. <laughs> uh, quickly, the music tonight. Pixies, one of my favorite bands ever. My freshman year in college at the University of Kansas, in on campus in the uh, school auditorium. I'm not shitting you. Pixies headliner, um, Nirvana, and um, uh, oh, shit. What's the guys? Uh, Takes the nation of millions and uh, uh, Chuck. Chuck D and Flavor Flav. Oh, Public Enemy. Public Enemy and Nirvana opening up Woo. for the Pixies. 1991, off the friggin' charts. This band rules. The opening song, and these are both from Trump Lamont, which I'm pretty sure was their last album ever, from 91. Um, Distance equals rate times time was the opener. We're going to close out with Motorway to Roswell. Love that band. If you're looking for a great, one of the bands, along with Jane's Addiction, that was before the grunge scene and before the alternative rock. The Pixies and Jane's Addiction defined that whole alternative movement and really were a big part of it. By the way, Tanya just wrote me and he said the uh, D'Angelo and Devon for Rawls uh, trade, off the table. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't on the trade. He tried last night, he's saying splat. He put a big thread together with people that have left the league. Herb and and uh, Corcoran were on this thread where he's trying to rip on me about it, and I didn't even say anything. It's like we're still gonna <laughs> win the league, but I wanted to be like, "Gee, Herb, <laughs> Corcoran, I'm sorry, but geez, you guys seeing firsthand the reason why you left this friggin' league." All I know is that I get ripped off from talking about my leagues all the time. You guys talk about you guys, you guys league a lot. How, who's talking more about the show? I'm just saying. Let's, let's, let's go tonight. back to the games. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most he's ever talked about it. He still talked more about it. You hate people, but I love gatherings. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Where are we going? Let's go to the Giants and the Buccaneers. ODB is very good at football. Very good. Is it OBJ or OB, ODB or ODD? I'm on Team ODB. You be on Team whatever team you want. I like ODB. I, I, think, don't, I don't like I think OBJ. it's a personal fucking decision. I like, I like BJ. ODB. I don't like an OBJ. Well, you should have been an OB. GYD. Alrighty. But this is nice. At least the NFL. Until the OD is getting a BJ, we ain't saying shit about it. It's Odell. Okay. How much money do you have? It's Jizma for makes per hour. The NFL gave us. Three. Let me repeat. Three 
afternoon games. So that's when we had a bunch of teams out. Okay, so we can't get quad box, but we can get tri box. Yeah. Let's go on. I don't like that triangle. Lambda, lambda, lambda. I mean, try lambs. Let's see. You probably start <laughs> Eli Manning this week against a weak uh, Tampa Bay secondary. You're probably going to you're gonna play ODB no matter what. You're going to try and think of a reason to start Ruben Randall and then talk yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to leave uh, Larry Dinell on the waiver wire where he be belongs because he's got a bad back. And he got, what, carted off last week and looked like he was about to die. And all it's actually the, the neck. All the running backs should be left on your bench. So, Except for maybe Shane Vereen. No, so, so people... Yeah, Shane Vereen can play. Shane Vereen, could, <laughs> Shane Vereen could probably play in this one. People are constantly asking about this Orleans Darkwa guy. And I gotta tell you right now, and I, that's what I've been saying to anybody who's asked, don't just go grab the flavor of the month because it tasted good once. Okay? Don't take a shot in the Darkwa. Yeah, it's... Aww. Oh, man. I got that twice. I got two. I got one more coming. The fact of the matter is, is that this is an offense that needs three running backs to work correctly. It's the same thing with a bunch of. There's a lot of other offenses that work the same way, but this one in particular needs three different types of backs to work. But they have two that aren't. You know what? Rashad Jennings had the most yards of all of them last week. I know. You know what? And then Vereen had the most of the week before. And Andre Williams had two touchdowns in a game, uh, you know, five weeks ago. Listen, it's just the way this offense works. Darkwell looked the best two weeks ago. Yeah. But last week, he, you know, had a couple carries. was looking okay. Then he got injured. And from what I hear, it hurts really bad, his injury. And he's going to be barely practicing this week. Listen, the, the kid may be the best of the backs. But until he proves it two weeks in a row, I'm not going to say, listen, go grab him and make a big trade for him and start him as your RB2 for the rest of the year. No, that's just not the way it is. That's if you're going to do that with a guy like that, you're going to do it with Charkandrick West. Yeah, More so than you'll do it with this guy. Absolutely. That's a whole different type of offense. That offense is based solely upon one, one running back making it work. This one is dependent upon three different types of running backs making the offense work. It's, you know... I, Maybe he has a decent week this week, but he's hurt right now. So he's my so, he's the third on the total bowl for me this week. So let's flip it to the Buccaneers because I gotta think after a disappointing week, after a great week for Mike Evans, looking at what New Orleans did with this giant defense, should this not be like hello Mike Evans? We're we're coming back and having a, a coming out party again? Should be be I, I should I I'm thinking Looking at you know the fact that they're probably going to be playing from behind in this game as well, they're just going to be having to throw the ball a lot. I know that they're going to try to establish the run, but I figure by about if New York does what New York should do. Now, New York has been a, a, another one of those confounding teams this year. But every time you think that they should be playing all over this team and 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 throwing the ball, that they're going to end up having you know Eli Manning's going to end up throwing two interceptions in the first half. And they're actually going to be down at halftime by like three or four points. Here's the thing. Um, you're Spit talking it out, buddy. You're <laughs> talking. <laughs> Spit it all out. You're talking about a, a rookie quarterback who's played in eight games, seven yes. games? Seven games. He's had a bye. Yeah. And you're talking about a. Like two times Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, two times Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Here's what I'm saying. The game's on the road, and I'm gonna tell you what. No matter what, I judge it on this year, and I'm not putting any of the faith in Tampa Bay. 
I'm putting the question mark on the Giants because they are confounding. They are. They they play up and then they play down and. And there, these were this. This is a team that, in my estimation, seems to play to the level of their competition. Okay, and yeah, I'll give you if that. that's the case, then they play down in this game, and that's what worries me. Yeah, it worries me a little bit too. But it doesn't make Jameis Winston all of a sudden a great play this week. He has one wide receiver basically to throw to right now. It's Mike Evans. That's true. And believe me, the Giants know it. The the, the problem with the Saints: five different players caught touchdowns. Five. <laughs> that's not going to happen against the Bucks. I mean, you can maybe get one. I mean, if I'm not even going to go there, okay? I'm not even going to go there the and name five guys with the Bucks. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But the fact that I, I don't think I could. I mean, the fact not, that, not that if you're going to get people rolling this no. game, it's a Doug Martin. Doug Martin's going to be rolling like a mother in this game. They're going to get him the ball as much as possible. They're going to block the hell, uh, hell out of the place for him. And you can run against these, uh, this Giants team. I see Doug Martin doing very well in this game. I don't see a ton out of Winston. I think that Evans will probably be targeted a ton. But that kid himself is up and down. I don't know if he's going to have the greatest game either. What do you got, Stack Party? I think there's one good corner that we keep seeing constantly on the Giants. And that is Dominic Rogers Camardi. Camardi, yeah. And I see one good receiver. So I see one matchup. That'll probably be all game long. And yeah, yeah that's going to be... Camardi's old. DRC is not that old. He's not that old, but he's he's the type. Of, he's also he's, he's up the, and down. I can see the young. I can see the youngster giving it to him. Uh, yeah, I, can I, s- I think every, I think everything's right. I think I think you guys are right. I think this is kind of a really interesting game. It could be Eli, and it could be a revenge game, and they're going ballistic, and it's a rookie quarterback. Uh, not enough, not enough action from the Buck side, or it could be the opposite, and. As Deanie said, we could see a Giants of playing down in their competition and sneaking up. One thing I'll say that I'll talk about with the Buccaneers, and I love seeing it, was Lovey Smith, after that victory, coming out, handing the, uh, the the floor to a Logan Mankins, who is, you know, you got you got you got Winston's their leader, but really their leader of 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 you know. Old stature and just being a, an NFL Pro Bowler and champion for a long time is Logan Mankins, and he came out and he was just like it was emotional. And the, I, I'm spacing the player's name; his brother died the game before. Uh, but Quan that linebacker, Alexander. what's the last name? Quan Alexander. Al, yeah, Alexander. And it was pretty awesome to see when you saw that locker room and how big that victory was and what they had done and how uh, just seeing that all of them kind of come together. I don't know. I could see some. I could see that team taking. Riding that momentum, we've seen it before where sometimes teams are sunk by a loss. I mean, that was the third highest scoring game ever last week, and they the Giants fell short. They were on the short end of that side. That short end of a 100-point game. It's crazy. And that game should have gone to overtime. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I, at the time, I, I ended up eking out a win, but I thought I needed it to go to overtime. And it's like, you need... Well, let's talk they, about they blow league. it. They just keep blowing games. Up. The Giants <laughs> blow games. The Giants just keep they they've blown three games this year. By the way, is three. Yeah, you got yeah. some? Go for it. Austin, Sarah, Safarian, Jenkins, both the return, and they give up the second most fantasy points a game to opposing tight ends. They are almost as bad as the Raiders. So if you're looking to pick up a guy off 
off the waiver wire to start at tight end this week. Austin Safarian Jenkins is the guy. Absolutely. Did it in two leagues two weeks ago. Holla for a dollar. Thanks. That's what you guys gave the advice. I was I asked yeah. a question. I'm like, is that guy gonna be dope for the rest of your both everyone was like, Yes, yes. All right. He gone. Yep. I grabbed my digs early. We oh, wait, hold on. That's, that, we that, was, have this. that was Houdini's league I was talking about. Circle of <laughs> last thing I want to say, Eli Manning last week is the epitome, the absolute epitome of everything that we talk about offseason, about having a short memory. Nobody wanted to start him uh, because he's had two shit brain fucking uh, games in a row, and all of a sudden everybody's off his jock. This was the game to start him. I got asked, should I start uh, Eli Manning or should I start Dalton? Should I start Eli Manning or should I start, uh, uh, there's some other time. you got to go Eli Manning this week, plain and simple, or uh, Russell Wilson. Eli Manning, plain and simple this week. This is the exact type of game where you have to have a short memory and understand matchups. It's all about the matchups, week to week. You can have a terrible week one week and have an awesome week the next. It's just the way it works, plain and simple. Do you think, I mean, just knowing the way that, I'll speak for myself. I like that explosion factor, that dynamic, that huge game that Eli provided owners. Don't you think the basically 8 out of 10 games, or let's say 14 out of 16 games this season, need to start Eli over Russell Wilson? Yes. (laughs) Just for that very fact. I I was having the same conversation with with a friend of mine, and I was was, was with Not to take anything away from your advice, but just that Wilson and Eli. Here's a situation where it's like in in a league where running quarterbacks even don't mean as much, right? Where it's total yards type league. You need to have the guys, and I was the guy that struggled in leagues because I had Kaepernick's or whatever, and they... When they have a big week, they give you 36. Well, Drew Brees scored 87. When you know Manning's had a 51 and a 54 point game. Uh, Joe Flacco, even Joe Flacco has, you know, he's given you not the duds that he has, but he would always still give you even when he gave you the duds, give you two duds in a row, and then score you 48, 50 points or whatever. So yeah, you you need those guys because here's what what happens in leagues. You look at I look at you know teams and they're like, man, how did I lose that team? And you go, three guys went off on that yeah, team. It's like two or three guys is all you need. It's like, you know, if two guys equal 57% of your fantasy points that you scored for the week, and you win. It's the long touchdown factor. Yes. A well, running well, quarterback's never going to get you, never going to run you a 70-yard touchdown. Never going to run you a 50-yard touchdown. Any quarterback, not any, but, you know, somebody like an Eli Manning, just throw it to Odell Beckham on a slant, and he can get you a 70-yard touchdown. That's where the big points come in. But now if you're not in the bonus league. Okay, Russell Wilson and Eli Manning were pretty much exactly even in terms of fantasy points going into last week. Uh, you know, uh, Manning's been the up and down type of guy, so there's people who like that week to week consistency. The, I call them Matt Ryan owners, uh, and then there's people who like the explosion factor. You know, those are the you know, Eli Manning type owners, you're going to have to deal with some duds to go along with those Ben Roethlisberger seven tight touchdown games. Exactly. <laughs> but that's why when I build teams, I like to get a lot of explosion guys because I know, look, in traditional fantasy football, if you had a stud, stud running back back in the day when there were a ton of workhorse running backs, you got a good game out of one every 1.5 to two games. But wide receivers, it was one out of every three. So you needed to spread the juice around. Now you're getting good games on, on some players, one and a half, two, whatever it is, but it's, it's not as varied through the, throughout the position. So 
I like to get the guys that are the explosion guys because I don't expect... I want my quarterback to be able to do it. And if he has a shit game, then he has a shit game. But I have other guys that can blow up on my team and give me that... This, this, these two guys can go off and I can still win my league. But, and I, I'm more of a risky player like you, and, and I, liked, I like to actually, we'll give a quick uh, shout out to the Pyro uh, Podcast Light. Stag Party was on last week's uh, show with Pyromaniac. Oh, Mom. my streams were good last week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm on, it with, I'm on it this Friday with Pyromaniac Mo. Are you two doing it the following Friday? We've got to, figure out. To, We've got yeah. to figure out how to record, but yes, okay. we'll get there. Cool. That's fine. You guys can. That would be here. Stags and Dogmatica. That's Dogmatica. But um, the one thing that I, I, I liked, I um, ah, spaced off what I was going to say. Oh, no. The one thing that, that, that was important that you said on that show is like, yeah, uh, you know, in our Pyro Pro League, a league that I drafted, there was a little too many risky plays there. And, uh, explosion or high end, there's too many risky plays. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. When we. When I was done that with that draft, I'm like this thing's either the worst team of all time or hopefully a couple hit. But when you're saying you want those explosion guys, you've got to fill those offset with some slow and steady guys. If you draft the all explosion team, you don't win. It, it, it just doesn't. I you can't, you can't go. That. Yeah, you're, I've got one. Do it doesn't, it doesn't have. Go I do that all, way you can't have all explosion guys. You got to have that slow rookies. and steady. But I agree. Getting, I like a quarterback being the slow, uh, the, the explosion guy. I like my wide receiver uh, being the explosion guys, but you, it can't be all explosion because there are games where literally like, yeah, fifty three points I got this week, and that's because <laughs> my team nobody exploded. And the biggest you know? problem that can happen with that is when you had two steady guys that all of a sudden fell off and did nothing. C.J. Anderson, anybody. You know, yeah, I mean, I have, that's I have, exactly what happened. You've got a bunch of explosion guys next to your C.J. Anderson or, <laughs> or, or uh, who, yeah. who else? Or, not, or Brandon Cooks or somebody. Who, Joseph you know, like, Randall. Yeah, 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 exactly. You get nothing then. Nothing some weeks. See, but it depends. Are you going for the true just boomer bus guys or like... Like for me, like a long touchdown bonus league, so you go after Latavius, Latavius Murray. Okay, and I haven't even gotten any hits from him yet. Me neither. You know, he was, it, my, it's he like, was my guy next to CJ. Right, you know. <laughs> it sounds like an off off season type yeah. of conversation, actually. Wait, why don't you shut on. it and drink a. It sounds like. You like to think the weight of the world rests on your shoulder, like this place would fall apart if Dante wasn't here. Geez, you overcompensate for having what's basically a monkey's job. You push buttons. Anybody could waltz in here and do our jobs. You, you're so obsessed with making it seem so much more epic, so much more important than it really is. Do you work in a convenience store, Dante? And badly, I might add. I work in a shitty video store. Badly as well. <laughs> thing landed on Daisy and was literally sitting there in her Good back. girl, She's Daisy. Like, what, what the hell Let's was that? Let's not get her excited. She shut up the, the minute She's we fine. She went back She's to sleep. She's nestling up. Good girl, though. All right. Um, all right. Falcons. Let's, let's go on. Fal- this is a game that we're going to kind of breeze through. Falcon Niners. Let's start with the Falcons. We talked about Matt, Matt Ryan a number of times. Matty Ice. Ice cold. Ice cold. Uh, you know what? I, I, do I think he has an okay game this one? Yeah, I think it's okay. Uh, but like I said earlier in the podcast as well, I think this is a Devonta Freeman game. Let me you ask think, you though, but you you've had him high in your rankings, Matt Ryan. For uh, I've, I, are you done being burned by Matty? Ice? I am. Um, <laughs> I am done being burned by that guy. I mean, even by even with him being high in my rankings, <laughs> I've been doing great. That's terrible, but yeah. 
I the, told you I had a third part. That, I, I, like, I know what is there. I like is. that. The thing okay. is, Matty Ice has been what Matty Ice is. Quarterback 8 to 15. Yeah. That's never going to change. Mm-hmm. He's never really going to be a guy who finishes the week quarterback 1. He's going to finish the season as quarterback 8. It's quarterback cool. 9. Who's, it's that, just, who's that tier? Stafford's in that tier. Uh, who else is in that tier? You know, it's like, what well, right. but but. Well, that was or always the Eli Manning, that tier. The Tony Romo <laughs> tier. That was always that right there. Yeah, I mean, it's, we should need to call him not Matty Ice. It's, it's Dry Ice. Well, week. Well, this is the last time I rent here. Hey, you're not allowed to rent here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know that was my best actual sounding one that I've ever done. That's, that's not part true. of my game. But it wasn't a pop song. I'm not an explosion valve air I'm more of a slow and steady guy. <laughs> See, everybody's complained about Matt Ryan, but last week he completed 82% of his passes for 397 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. Like, you're complaining about nearly 400 yards of passing offense. And, a, another, too. and another top 10 or another top 12 quarterback and he's had like half of his games have been top 12 quarterbacks leaks and half of his games he've been just outside of it and he's been okay but he is who he thought in, he was but are you in 32 team leagues top 12 performances that's barely a that's starter a, that's, that that's, is a starter that's yeah, a starter but that's the not last great starter. That, that's a last starter but I mean, let's let's move it up a little that, bit more that's to like very, top 6 that's very he is the least variant quarterback there is. Do you want to know what though? I've owned, I have owned him, and I'll tell you this: he has not owns, owns, owns has not helped me to secure a victory with his game alone once. Would you rather and have Matty Ice? Me, Matty Ice or Peyton Manning right now? Well, I would not have had have Matt Ice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's not that's not a fair question. I don't question. understand the word you said, but I already said it. Matty Ice. No, I don't want Peyton Manning. <laughs> Matty Ice or Andrew Luck? I'll still take Luck. This hurts. <laughs> I'll still We're take not going to do this. <laughs> Bruce this is an off-season conversation again. All right, uh, Falcons. Like I said, Devonta Freeman, I, I think, has a great game in this one. Ice is going to throw it to Julio, and that, that'll be just fine. I think Tammy has another good game, too. It's not going to be great, Hankerson but I think... Until comes back. I think... He, That's, you know what? Listen, Even when every, when, once Hankerson went down, and and, and Tammy had a, a good game before that as well. Two. I know. With Hankerson. And he's having a career year. I had him in my pickups this week. And, and Tammy's a guy, if you're in a deep league... It's about matchups, and and right now, as long as Hankerson's not there, and and that's an extra three and four targets that he's seeing, because he's looking, and you already said it, Roddy White is yeah, not breaking Roddy's away not from anybody. Yeah. So if Julio Jones is covered, and you're looking around for someone else to throw to, and Devonta Freeman's option is not there, it's going to Tammy. Absolutely, but I, he also found out that Hankerson doesn't catch passes either. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's the same thing. You know, I mean, whether he's there or not, if he throws it to him a couple times, and he drops it again. It's Tammy again. So it's it. Tammy is going to be a consistent force. If Hankerson comes back, yeah, maybe it takes away a couple targets. But I don't think I, I don't. I haven't heard a single thing about Hankerson coming back this week either. No, not yeah. this week. But I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. This is a great matchup week. But once Hankerson comes back, just because of the love that that Quinn and the coaching staff have for him, there is a love there. And t- tight ends have gone. Berserk uh, against his team here. <laughs> so, anyway, 
Go on. All right, go Get on. Let Houdini no, play. I'm not oh, playing okay. it. I'm not playing it this Here, Here's the one. Here's, go ahead. Why aren't we talking about things that really matter, like Blaine Gabbert? Yeah. <laughs> let's, all, let's, all, let's all take a moment of silence. Seriously, let's take a moment of silence for Colin Kaepernick. He was a great pick that I made four years ago that won people championships. He was my early guy that I said, grab him. I'm a Niner fan. I'm sad. The Niners deserve everything that's happening to them. They rushed friggin' Harbaugh out of out of their situation so bad. They wanted him so gone. Jed York, you're a douchebag. You got a new billion dollar stadium. The 49ers deserve everything that's happening to them right now, and it's a, it's a bummer for me as a fan. But Kaepernick, I mean, for all intents and purposes, is a backup for the rest of his life. He's not if if if, if he gets that job. I think he will. I think he will, he, will for, the, for at least two it. or three years. For at least two or He's three. He's got too much talent to not be a backup on a team. But it looks like unless Gabbard is just absolutely atrocious, what dog? He dog, is the worst quarterback yeah. I have ever seen. He play. is. He dog, really is. Like, <laughs> sounds like you, Dogmatica, like literally had a conniption fit on last week's yeah. podcast. <laughs> Like he's the worst. I threw out word. my underwear after that. <laughs> after that fit, I threw out my underwear. <laughs> I, I shit you not for fun. <laughs> All right, so listen. Here's the deal. Um, the 49ers just I don't know who their scouts are. I don't know who the brain trust is there, but they're forward thinking on what they were doing with their team and trying to go with Kaepernick. Is was just awful. All right, there was the fad was going to end. The running quarterback was going to end as soon as you understood, which was immediate, that he didn't have the arm or the accuracy. He does have the arm; he could throw it a mile, but it, you know you could <laughs> go find. Yeah, I don't know, it, it's shot putters who could throw the fucking ball a mile. You know, the thing is that if you did not, if you realized that he wasn't accurate and was never going to be accurate, no matter how hard you worked with him, they found uh, who who worked with him in the offseason. Kurt, 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 Kurt Warner. If he couldn't turn him into an accurate quarterback, it just wasn't going to happen. You were going to have to move on. On your point, week four, he said, oh, I'm not, Kaepernick said, I'm not really big on um, on, on technique and, uh, mechanics. and mechanics. Yeah, that's where I'm like. I'm yeah. not big on mechanics. We're, you're we're not, not big, be big on, on money going into your account in your anymore. Yeah. You know, Except he's still got it. <laughs> he's still getting paid right well, now. No, well, he's guaranteed sixty one, but he's they don't they're they're he's they're off the hook. They're, they're cutting him. He's they're, not. They're, they're, they're yeah, they can cut him. He's for not going to be on the Forty ers next year. One hundred percent. They paid him that guaranteed. I, it was I, a, it's a it's a it's a house friendly contract. It's a very house friendly. It's contract. like Jake. It's like Jay Cutler. It's like you you think the 49ers are going to pay him twenty one million dollars next year? They don't know. I just think they've already paid all. I guarantee. think Blake Gabbert is going to be terrible. They're going to play him for a three to four game stretch, and then Colin Kaepernick is going to get back in the lineup and play okay. He hasn't been playing as bad as advertised. I mean, last game yes was awful. Right, Dude, listen, two listen. games goes even it's worse. Been, it's been horrible. I mean, let me just let's have the only good thing here, and I'll explain it with my audio. Valverde, you knocked the casket over for Christ's sake. I was just bleeding on it. It was an accident. I'm like someone knocks a casket over on purpose. So the casket fell over. Big deal. Her fucking body fell out. Just put her back in it. It's not like it matters if she breaks up. This is like Gabbard or Gabbard. I like it. It matters if anything happens here. They're not going to do anything. The thing is, nobody wants to run that spread style offense and let him run. 
Like, that's the only way he's ever going to be an adequate adequate player at the position. And RG3 he has, too. He has to get 10 rushing attempts a game. He has to get Cam Newton-esque rushing attempts. 15. And without them, they're going to be awful. They have to run, run the zone read. They have to run it 18, 50 times a game. Because without that aspect of the game, he cannot come off the edge and make a throw. And secondary to that, Frank Gore gone. Obviously, we know that Hyde had a first game. Nobody's scared of the of them actually handing the ball to Hyde. Right. So the, him pulling it in and running for it, which he's not doing. We saw last night Cam Newton still running the crap out of the ball. Russell Wilson still running the crap ball. The only guy that's not running the crap out of the ball, he, he rolls over to the sideline instead of buttoning it up, Kaepernick. He does that sidearm wing, and it's fucking 30 feet, feet over the wide receiver's head. And the wide receiver looks and like, what the fuck was that? Run the ball, bro. Get ready. Pierre. 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 They signed Pierre Thomas. Well, yeah, it's because they have, what, zero healthy running backs? They also signed Sean Drawn. Sean Drawn. Sean Drawn. Sean Drawn. But let's be honest, I'd rather have a Pierre Thomas than a Tim Hightower. Why Why didn't the uh, different, why didn't the different Saints, need? They just needed a goal line back. With they Tim needed Hightower. somebody a little bit bigger, uh, which Kerry Robinson, that fills that void right there. I mean, if they grab Pierre Thomas back... It makes the C.J. Spiller signing useless. Like, why would they ever do that? Why did they let go of Pierre Thomas in the first place? You understand what I'm saying? Kendall Gaskett is the one to actually own on that team right now. Well, Davis, got, Davis loved the game. Who? Exactly. Kendall Gaskett, Gaskett who? And, and he looked like crap, too. So you know what? You don't really want to own any of these 6-1, Can we move on to the next game? Yeah, he's the out, one who's going to get the ball. Is there, is there a single that. player on the 49ers you could start this week? Oh, no. not really. No, no, no. That's why we're moving on. And this game, I can't wait for this game. How how much of a smile do you think? What game are we talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, the Denver Broncos <laughs> at Indianapolis. Peyton Manning's return to Indy. And you know much, what? How do we go to this game? Listen, I just think about how much Peyton's going to be smiling. Should going. we go to it? It's crazy how close Indy is. Oh, you want to go? Go to the game. Go to yeah. the game. It's kind of dope. Three and a half hours away. For, yeah. It, it might be like an easier 10 ticket to get. <clears throat> Interesting. I don't All know right, if it'll be an easier quest, uh, ticket to get. Only if they Manning's fucking return. play Virgil Green. <laughs> the way he should be played. I love, the way, I love the way there was a couple of minutes where you're, you said effing <laughs> a few times. You're like, you refrain from swearing. I'm like, oh, dog. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, he doesn't no. want to say the F word anymore. No, uh, but that, let's talk about that. Uh, I might. I think we should go to that game. <laughs> Going back to Broncos. Let's see. Peyton Manning had a little bit of a resurgence. Demarius Thomas got back going. Uh, you know, C.J. Anderson looked like the better running back uh, for the second half after what Hillman hurt his thigh like a little bitch again. Um, that's the thing with Ronnie Hillman. You want to drop C.J. Anderson? Fine. But I know eventually CJ Anderson or CJ Anderson will take over because Ronnie Hillman got hurt. Yeah. Um, so sure. yeah, go ahead and drop CJ Anderson. I shall pick him up for free. We talked about this before. You should never drop him. You should just bench him. He was the number. Uh, it was my second round pick. He's my benched. first. Hillman. Right? But, Hillman, but, but, by but the way, don't drop a guy like that because the potential is still there. Hillman, by the way, is fine. It actually might work out better in this game. 
Yeah. This is a better type of game for He's top 20 again like, for you again. Is top uh, 15 this week? Yeah. Uh, no, I think I am like, yeah, right around there. He's the Colts, right around there. The Colts yeah. were lucky last week that it was a, lo- a sloppy track, and that's why they were able to really shut down Jonathan Stewart because they never really got their running game going. Exactly. And it was just because... There was just no consistency there. This is the game where Helmet can. You look at this. This is the game that I look at is if you're thinking that anything's going to happen for Andrew Luck and the Colts in this one, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Have you seen how good this Broncos defense is? They're insane. Now you're going to put them on a fast track inside the dome. Oh, and by the way, the Indianapolis Colts cannot stop anyone from rushing the, the quarterback. So look for Luck to be under serious effing pressure. Oh, and by the way, have you also noticed that the Colts have not beaten anyone that's not in the AFC South? Well, I believe that this team is not, and this team is damn good, and they're going to roll all over the Colts. I mean, but guys, they fired Pat Hamilton. That's all the problems. Yes. Everything is going to be okay. Absolutely. I, I just dropped some major hyperbole there, so oh, calm down, everybody. Close the bricks. I thought it was hyper- hyperbole. We already moved past, we moved past it. You did. You did. You Derek said, Carr. You said Derek. He, he did. He did hyperbole. I've been on the hyperbole ago. train right. weeks ago. Since the first time I learned of it. All right. It was one time. Down. You always back down. You assume blame that's not yours. You come in on your day off. You buckle like a belt. Do you know what really pisses me off? The fact that I'm right about your buckling. I'm not right though. You're not buckling. Okay. Travis but I made you buckle guy. with the, with the audio. <laughs> That's where the audio comes in. I can make you guys buckle with the audio. Frank Gore is going to be fine, by the way. I think that people are a little worried about that situation. I think that being at home, this is the game where they try and get him back involved. Especially when you know that uh, the Broncos, what they're doing against uh, the pass at this point. I think that Gore uh, gets him his ass rolling in this one. It's at home. It's under the dome. Listen, is he going to put up RB1 numbers? No, but he's going to put up decent RB2 numbers for you this week. That's that's what I, my call is. Do I think that Andrew Luck is going to have a, a resurgent game? No. No. But uh, he's not going to be as bad as you think either. This garbage time stuff that he's putting together is actually working out a little bit. Garbage time is always good. It, 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 is Andrew Luck the worst first-half quarterback that's ever been a superstar ever, and it, at the same time, is the has any player over three or four years ever put up more fantasy points in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter than Andrew Luck? Because you can't even you, you blink, you're like, oh, okay, you're good. As an owner or someone that's playing in that last five six minutes of games, this isn't just yesterday. Twelve minutes of that last game, but, but yeah. But I'm not saying I'm talking yesterday. I'm talking just in general over literally three years. This they're, guy, they're not when you play as you come back, think of he who they fucking are, lit up that many points. He only had 18. Now he's got... He just... He is the best quarterback I've ever seen play against a prevent defense. <laughs> that's pretty much what he does. I mean, that's what they did. They he can score, touch, because he can score touchdowns against a prevent defense. Oh, so I don't know what it is. There's something about that offensive line too. Uh, they all of a sudden they get it together in that last like five to ten minutes of a game too. They weren't able. You, you just can't rush Andrew Luck right. when it gets that time of the game. I don't know if the, the line's just getting really tired. They're all psyched to go to sack the shit out of Andrew Luck and get patted on the ass by him or something. I have no idea what the problem is there. But all of a sudden, when it comes to the last five to ten minutes, he can't be touched ever. And it's the strange thing I've seen in a long time. It's crazy. Here's the stat. 
this Colts team with Hasselbeck starting 2-0. This Colts team with Andrew Luck starting 1-5. It's unreal. And let's be honest, in that first quarter, Andrew Luck, or just in general, the fact that it was that close, Andrew Luck lost him the game. It well, was Pat when you, when you, No, 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 no. It's no, Andrew Luck. It's Andrew Luck. I'm going to tell you this. I'm, bad I'm an owner. I watch him. I watch Take his games. Down, run and you it, see what he does? And what, he, what, he's, what he's doing is, on plays that he should be throwing the ball out of bounds and throwing the ball away, Lift he's trying to make play. a crazy pass, and that's where all these interceptions are coming from. Stop trying to make every damn play. If it's not there, live to fight another day. And and you have like the best punter in the NFL that can pin anybody back and, and punch the ball farther than anyone. Trust in McAfee. What the hell are you worried about? There's been ten plays where the guy, if he just grabbed it and carried it in, there's about four touchdowns there. There's about ten first downs there. There's so many opportunities, and he's so awesome at it. He's a he's a sturdy guy, but for some reason he wants to just do that last minute. Uh, pass down, and it's just hurting him. Listen, he. I, 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 I'm going to say this with a bit of a grain of salt because it, it may be sound. It may sound like I'm making excuses for him, which I may be a little bit. But he has been playing injured, and he has been injured for most of this season already. He did have those busted ribs, obviously, and they. I mean, they mentioned it, and he's been playing with them since week three or whatever. That's making a difference. But I, I, listen, I don't know if it's missing. The dynamic with the Reggie Wayne, I don't know if Reggie Wayne, I know that he slowed down later in his career, but the leadership he had, not just in the receiving core, but on the team in general. I think that he's missing. They're just missing wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. You can tell. Frank Gore said. Something. Frank Gore on the offseason said that. Oh my God, no one commands a huddle. I've never seen anyone command a huddle like Andrew Luck commands a huddle. I, I still see it though. I see him commanding that huddle. When when I'm watching that game, you see him talking to me. You see him commanding it. First of all, Frank Gore's point of reference is Alex yeah, Smith yes. and Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yes, I know. That's all. Okay. Okay. We got anything else to say about the guys? No, let's move the wide on. receivers. Um, you know what? Okay. So or if not. you're, if yeah, I mean, if you're looking, it's the same thing though. If you're looking to play T. Y. Hilton again or or Dante Moncrief. These guys are going to be bottled up a, b- a bit. I can't believe Chris Harris. Uh, it, it's just and you guys, Roby. Roby's been yeah, a monster. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and Demarcus Ware and Von Miller, and they're not going to do a lot on this defense. When well, it comes to the Broncos side of the ball, like I said, I think that Hillman is still okay in this one to start. I also think that C.J. Anderson is okay to start. You can run on this Colts team. That shouldn't be too much of a problem. It's a tough, it's a guessing game right now. I think it's a better matchup for the Hillman, especially being on this turf indoors. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit better for Hillman, but they could both get their due. This is the thing. I, I, like, especially if you're a daily fantasy player, I stay away from this backfield right now. You know, There are times where it looks like, man, it should be a Hillman week. Or it should have been an Anderson week earlier, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And the way that they're playing them now, they're even though Hillman is the lead guy, they're still giving Anderson a lot of play, and that scares me from getting those big type performances. You're not going to get a huge game out of either one. Well, Anderson had his first good game of the season this week. So yes, he did. Much, yeah, his best. He had three of his. He had his three longest runs of the year and, in this game. By the way, for as well as everybody's saying. 
oh, wow, the Broncos kicked the shit out of the Packers, and Manning had a resurgence, and, and, and Demarius Thomas, you know, came back to life, and all that sort of stuff. Did Peyton Manning throw a touchdown? Zero TDs. Zero TDs. Right, but let, me, let me say this, though. To go back to earlier, this is why I said Jonathan Stewart and the Panthers are going to have a good game, because you can run on this Packer defense. Jonathan Stewart is going to HBO. This is true. I read yep. it today. Yep. Stewart's going to HBO. He is. That is John Stewart. Uh, who's uh, Oliver. Oliver? This is uh, you know obviously who's the guy that went? Uh, it's Colbert. Uh, was no, on CBS. Um, Bill uh, the sports oh. guy. Bill oh. Simmons. Bill Simmons. Yeah. HBO is building a juggernaut, and that's awesome. HBO. Our name is Pyromaniac.com. If we could choose who bought us, you would be our first choice. Let's talk one thing uh, before we, in the pre-roll, you were talking about the Colts and something with the Pep Hamilton firing and the person on the Colts that that really could help. And a buy low or a pickup guy at tight end. Tell me about it, guys, with Fleener. The thing is that, I mean, when they got Pep Hamilton in the first place, I thought that that would help Fleener. And it didn't. I think maybe... Uh, it, the familiarity was just too much to handle. But uh, now that he's gone, Fleener might be getting a little bit more action than you thought. And who knows? I don't know exactly what. Uh, who, who's going to be running the offense? Chud. Yeah, yeah, Chud's Chud. running the Chud's offense. In. So Chud's going to be running the offense. One of um, the best movies from the early 80s. What does Chud stand for? Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground, underground dweller. dweller. Oh, God. <laughs> We, to be honest, we talked about that on one of the first podcasts <laughs> we, we ever did. We did. And I we didn't forget it. it up. I had to look it up. Yeah. First, so I couldn't remember. I remember it. I was about to say, do I think that Dwayne Allen will all of a sudden uh, get a resurgence at all? No. no. And the reason why is because the offensive line needs Him help. Blocking. And he needs to be there to block. The thing is, since week three, since he got, what, one target in the first two games... Uh, Fleener being, he's had 43 cents in the next six games. Yeah, so huge. That's seven targets a game, and when you're looking at other tight ends who are getting that many targets, they are very far and few between. And he's barely owned in a lot of leagues, so he's a guy you can interestingly pick up. Chudzinski's a former uh, tight end himself, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he ran the offense at Boston College and also ran the offense uh, with the Carolina Panthers for a while there. So he's going. He's an interesting type of coach who will hopefully get Fleener more involved. The fact is, Fleener is this team's pass catching tight end, and with both of these guys potentially coming up on contracts, you know I think they're going to do more to get Fleener involved, see what they really have from him as a receiver than they will with Allen. And if there's a, a place where the Broncos might be a little bit susceptible, it is against a tight end. So that's a, that's a thought if you're streaming this week. A fleeter might be a little cheaper. Moving right. on. Let's move on. That was, uh, let's do, go to the NBC football, football Night in America. Eagles and Cowboys. Obviously big news. Randall cut. Joseph Randall, three weeks ago, you were a starting running back on the sporting franchise that was worth more than any other across any other, any sport in existence on planet Earth. Today, you are nothing more than a, uh, a thief of underwear. A mannequin. Looking, yeah, mannequin. You're a mannequin at this point. You don't have a job, and you're an idiot. Way to, uh, way to pick your battles well. So how did Titus Young when you see him? 
Oh. It's sad. Oh, it, that's sad. tough words, but hey, I hope fitting. he's okay. You know, to be honest, when you say that, it's true. It, it's it, it's a little it's a little different. I'm saying in jest. You know the problem is, and he's obviously got a mental issue. When you lose that part, it's gone. You, you, the NFL loses you and says we can live without you. And you know, Justin Blackman, where are we seeing? Are we seeing him coming back anytime soon? No. It is too Never. too often it happens. I'm just surprised. I think that he's Dallas more of a weed smoker than yeah. a mental health problem. But look, you're looking at the NFC East as a division that's winnable this year, right? Yes. With even with the fact that you've lost Des Bryant for as many weeks and Tony Romo as all these weeks, I'm just surprised that they weren't active out there trying to make a trade beforehand. You know, and Jerry Jones is the type of guy that I'm surprised he didn't make the trade for Forte before the injury and everything else that just happened to him last week. I'm just, you know, that's an, uh, an owner slash GM who wants to win more than anything in the world, and he'll always seem to sacrifice the future for whatever because he doesn't have the Jimmy Johnson talking to him with the, with the scale of all the draft picks and whatever when they were building all through the Herschel Walker trade. So, and I thought we all thought they were going to go after Adrian Peterson in the offseason. I'm just perplexed with this Dallas team. And you want to know what happens now? We, we got Des Bryant back last week. How did that work out for us? Was it one catch, 12 yards? Lovely. Well, it looks good. He looked. He was giving it a go. I liked what I saw out of him. But we he know he had a tough matchup. Romo. It is so apparent that this uh, team does I don't not... Know, I don't know if you can go by that, this game. I, I hate to say it. The whole team needs Romo. They do. Yeah, they do. It's, it's, He's it's, the glue. Listen, I have not... You guys know me and Romo. I have never been a, the biggest fan of Romo. You but have called for his this year. Exactly this matters. year, this year you have. <laughs> this year I have. This yeah. year I absolutely have, and, and for the first time ever, I drafted him on my team. Uh, and that that's says, why he got hurt because you didn't draft him when you called for his injury. Now you're thinking he's going to be healthy. You jinxed him. That's your jinx. Uh, well, I wasn't well, totally he, sure. You've got a clown in your closet. I do. Uh, he's got Sports Illustrated posters of Romo, maybe in his. I. Have Sports Illustrated posters. <laughs> Christy, Not of him. Christy, Not of him, Christy, yeah. Christy, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the ones I got. But I, I, I got to say, uh, first and foremost, um, I, I feel bad about the whole Joseph Randall thing. I really do. Uh, first of all, I, I told a few people online that I really thought he was going to come back and be okay this season. I didn't realize just how bad his problems were. And he's obviously so bad off at this point that they had to let him go. I feel bad that people in that position need to be let go of their job so that they have to go fend for themselves. I hope Dallas, which I think they are, I think they said they are, getting him the help he needs, which is obviously uh, a little bit more help than we all thought he would. Fact of the matter is, Darren McFadden now has that job to himself pretty much. Christine Michaels not shown to be much of, I hate to say it, no, no offense, but he hasn't shown to be much of anything, and he hasn't gotten the chance to show to be much of anything yet either. Will I? Will he get that chance this season? Quite possibly. I mean, Run DNP didn't get that nickname for no reason. So it's very possible Michael actually gets in that offense as a starter eventually. But right now, I think that Darren McFadden has a good game, a really good game against these Eagles. The Eagles have been good against the run, but he's going to get upwards of 20 touches in this one. And you get 20-plus touches in any game, and that's going to give you... Fancy points, either way, whatever way you look at it. The whole Des Bryant situation. 
Yes, he was a little bit rusty, but not that much. Not, not that rusty. It was just going up against Seattle. Yeah. Plain and simple. You have a terrible QB. They don't have a good QB situation right now. It's going to be tough until Roma gets back. Plain and simple. Doesn't matter who you throw back there. Doesn't matter who's running the patterns. If Des Bryant can't be doing anything, then your quarterback sucks pretty much. So that's what's going to happen at this point. I wouldn't depend on Des throwing up uh, wide receiver one numbers for you. And I'd be hard-pressed to tell you that he's going to throw up wide receiver two numbers for you until Romo gets back. It's just the way it is. The Eagles' defense has been pretty good this year. Uh, have they been outstanding? No. But, I mean, their, their, their past defense is still a little suspect. But the fact of the matter is the reason why the Eagles are giving up anything fantasy-wise isn't so much because their defense is bad. Which, by the way, Kiko Alonso should be back this week, which will be a huge boon to their defense. Uh, either way, it's because their offense is so quick that the offense for the other team gets the ball for 34 minutes a game, which is easily the most in the league. Their defense, the Eagles' defense, is on the field way too much. So, in one way or another, the Cowboys' offense is going to get you fancy points. How? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I think that uh, Darren McFadden is going to do something. Like I said, he's going to do something for you. I think Witten gets uh, a lot of targets in this game. Simply because Castle, he's just... You know, the, he's the, just, the thing with Castle, he's Castle, just, Castle, just, 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 no, he's a veteran, but he, he never looks comfortable back there. And, and he's prone to run instead of letting him play develop. That's why you're not going to get the big plays out of Des Bryant. That's why you're not seeing... You know, you'll, you'll see more better play out of Terrence Williams than you've seen because Des Bryant's there. But you're just not going to see the big production out of this team because what does Tony Romo do? And again, you mentioned it earlier, Tony Romo is the glue that holds this whole team together because he's willing to stay in there. He He's better about anticipating and moving and maneuvering in the pocket and creating an extra one, one and a half, two seconds of time for those receivers to do something and to get open and then anticipating them and throwing them the ball where they need to have it. Castle is too worried about considering where the pass rush is coming from that he has trouble understanding and getting to the, to, to read two or three and making a decision. Go ahead. There's something to do. There, you have to understand the continuity of an offense. You have to understand how much it matters when a quarterback understands what his offensive line is going to do. And Castle has no idea what his offensive line is going to do. He has no idea. He doesn't have the wherewithal to understand what the pass rush is compared to what Romo does. Romo does, uh, uh, I mean, obviously it showed he dumped Jessica Simpson, so he has a brain. He knows what's going on out there, obviously, a little bit. He understands to read into the future. Dude, I'm sorry. You see Jessica Simpson? Uh, she got pregnant. I don't want no to talk about love, that. Dr. Jones. <laughs> One more time for you. Oh. I that just up, up, pretty up. much turned up. into 700 yeah. pounds. I don't know. It all, it all froze. It's pretty good forward thinking. Dr. Jones? <laughs> Pitches of power? Pitches of power? Either way, I, Romo's doing just fine. And I don't think he wanted to be attached to Jessica Simpson for the rest of his life. Which I think, and maybe for a youngster, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. D-Rex just came back to the band and he's like, why are we talking about Jessica Simpson? No, I was he's like, like, I want to be a cast Jessica <laughs> That's what I'm saying. For the rest of my life. Okay, <laughs> in every hall. Really? Okay. Uh, totally. You and every... I'm not, I'm not going to go there. 
Um, the fact that matters, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and he sees things before they happen. He is a he's a very good quarterback in predicting what's going to happen by looking at a defense. Castle is not, and neither was Whedon. Neither of them had the arm to do anything. Have have the arm to do anything anyway. If they did read something going on, so the fact that matters, until Romo comes back, this offense is going to struggle, and you're going to see a lot of touches out of McFadden and a lot of dump offs to Witten, and that's the way it's going to happen. And dump-offs to McFadden. And yeah, but yeah, that too. Val Verdes. I ain't here yet. You're kidding. It's almost 11.30. I know. I've been here since 11. Man, I hate it when I can't rent videos. I would have went to Big Choice, but the tape I want is right there on that wall. Really? Which one? Dental school. You came for that too? That's a movie I came for. I had first dibs. So, so. In case you guys didn't know, two years ago, Jessica Simpson weighed more than Tony Romo. That's fine. Have you seen me lately, Dog America? I need a th- I need I need some cushion for the push. All right. So, look, can we talk about the Eagles, or, or are we just gonna talk about Jessica Who Simpson? knows? The Eagles. I I think I know more about Jessica Simpson right now than I do the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. but, no, but for real, okay. Losing Jason Peters. That is not good. No, it's not. Uh, let's see. Bradford turned down $18 million a year from the Philadelphia Eagles this offseason. And he has more uh, interceptions than touchdowns so far this year. He, he's looked simply what awful. What was he doing there? Well, what? remember his like rookie contract got him paid more he, than that? I, so I guess he thought he deserved a raise. You know what he thought? He thought he was going to use the Chip Kelly offense and what Nick Foles did and what Mark Sanchez did in it, and all this, and said, you know what? I'm going to be fucking awesome. I'm going to make an extra seven, eight more, more, more million dollars. Oh, yeah. Dumbass motherfucker. I'm going to get Jake Cutler money. He's an, yeah, but <laughs> right. he's, an he's been injured every year. You should have taken the cash. So he's had like one game that he's actually been startable in, maybe two that he's been usable in through all <laughs> this. Uh, and it's just not really coming, all this. It's not really coming together. I mean, yeah, he's got like a career high in completion percentage, but his yards per game are down. And he basically he has to average fifteen fantasy points a game with this Eagles offense to even, you know, come close to sniffing his career high in fantasy points. And that's how bad this season has been. The offensive line is bad. Jordan Matthews can't catch a ball right now. He's had like more drop skis than I have when I'm at the club on a Saturday night. Ooh, drop it like it's hot. Is that dropping uh, e-bombs or is that dropping? That, 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 that's my dance moves. Drop it like it's hot. Oh, drop it okay. like it's hot. Nice, nice. Ooh, ooh. What you got, Houdini? I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> the, other, the other miscalculation for this whole offense is that Nelson Aguilar was supposed to come in and be an immediate impact. Be possibly one of the most impactful rookies. Probably about the least impactful rookie is the way he's turned out. Drafted him in a couple of my stupid. Uh, we all have. Yeah. I mean, all of us love him. We were listening to David T. right now, right? Uh, like, like. We crazy. saw what he did in the preseason, too. He was making plays. The first two, two or three preseason games. Wow, you're going, Nelson Aguilar is going to be the real deal. And, you know, this team, this team got to, like, caught Broadway, okay? Then they hit Broadway, and they got quickly hit off Broadway. And they have not, they've been, they've been scared of the limelight. They've not been able to get themselves straight since. And again, the only reason why they're still relevant is because their division sucks ass. Every team in that division sucks ass. So now you've got, 
Isn't this playing for first place, basically? Or the Giants have the, the the Giants can control their destiny. Even and they suck ass. All these teams just I'm, I'm going, dogmatic is back. Don't no, no, no. don't talk about sucking ass. No 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 no. no. They shit the bed. Shit. All of these teams have shit the bed, and they all deserve to be sitting in a shitful. Well, a bed I full of shit. About, I was talking about something A, a shit full bed, but a bed full of shit. Go ahead, right. Ron. I, 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 you got me thinking about the ass. I was talking about something else. You're talking about pooping in, pooping in the bed. Dog Manic is talking about pooping. Ouch. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. This, but Some guy just came in refusing to pay late fees. He said the store was closed for two hours yesterday. Tore up his membership. Shock and abuse of authority. This, this lighter is way You're gonna too throw it up. It's, yeah. But it also, you, you, you are. Well, no, no, it's, I mean, too many teas. Yeah. Too I many mean, the lighter's fine. It, I mean, there's half the fluids left. It's just, I've been doing too many freaking lines. You're, you're flicking off uh, twist-offs. Flicking get a real beer. beer. Yeah. Get a real get beer. A real beer get a pop. beer that you gotta, you gotta, you gotta actually uh, knock off with the lighter. Pop in a twist off. So what, what do you what do you think about the running backs of Philly this week against uh, Dallas? It's a Darren Sproles show, pretty much. Uh, see what he did against them the first game, basically. Uh, I, I, do I think? I don't know. I, I don't know. They're coming off their bye. I don't know exactly what they were doing in their practice. We'll find out on Wednesday and Thursday. As uh, see what type of things they're running, but Murray. Sh- Murray should be okay, and Matthews should be okay. I, I, I can't tell you anything more than that, other than Dallas has been fine against the run. You know, They've been doing just fine against As a matter of fact, I think they're top ten against uh, the run in terms of fancy points allowed. But Sproles tore them apart, I think, in that first game. He didn't? Not this season. Maybe that was... Last, yeah, last year, year he was four last, for tw- yeah okay last four year, for twenty three uh, and then one carry for minus four this season. So Sproles was underwhelming. Pretty much everybody on the Eagles was underwhelming in that first matchup. Look, they, they, that was game number two. They, you they remember were, they were they were struggling for the first four weeks of the season. So what do you you can't one hundred percent judge everything that they were doing at that game? Oh no doubt. So. You have to look at the fact Can that... Can you judge anything they've done ever? You know what this, but this is the problem right now. It's <laughs> they're hard, to, they're hard to judge that team because you don't know because they're so inconsistent. They, they're the ones who are also very similar to like Andrew Luck where you're like, what the hell are you doing for three quarters? And all of a sudden it's like, oh, there it is. Where was that for the last half of the game that I was not seeing? And I don't know... What it's going to take. Because I don't know that Chip Kelly has a firm grasp on it. They don't have an identity. I don't know what their identity is on offense. Can they? DeMarco Murray continues to be com- completely pissed off, and he should be. Because would you try to give him 23 to 25 carries once this year and see how it works out? Can that happen? Because I think that's where they're going to start leaning. I think they're going to lean on that amazing... They have the best running back situation, I think, in the league. But, but here's it's, the problem. That's exactly the problem, is that they do have the best running back so situation. Will they, will they start realizing it's, that you, just you start can't running the shit out of it? Every time I watch Matthews run, it almost looks like he runs harder than Murray. Oh, he does. I agree. No, no, he does. He does. That's and I'm thing. including he runs faster. He runs faster than Murray. But that's the thing, is you can't choose. No. But here's my, other point. But here's my other point. This is a, a situation where, Chip, you built this team. You created this mess and monstrosity that you have. 
And I know you want to run a fast offense and you want to, to have as many plays as possible, but if you want to get the most effectiveness out of a DeMarco Murray, you can't be running a play every 15 to 20 seconds. I still think you can run up the crap load of plays. You just got to give it to DeMarco Murray more than you throw it. Or you need to, but here's the problem, because when you want to run the fast offenses, you're running the fast offense because you're not substituting, because if you substitute, it allows the defense to be able to get their substitution in, and that takes away from what Chip Kelly does. Chip Kelly's all about keeping the same personnel on the field and running you to death, and that's how he's able to kill you on, on, on his offense. Well, I'm surprised you didn't go for pun number six. And okay. I, knew, I thought you were going, Chip just needs to put all his chips on the table. <laughs> you did it for me. You did it for me. There you go. I'll Thank you, brother. Here's the fact of the matter. This is the exact 100% wrong offense for DeMarco Murray. It is a side-to-side offense. Mm-hmm. DeMarco Murray is a north-south runner, plain and simple. And that's not the way they're running him. That's not the way they're playing him. He's not going to be successful running to the sidelines and I doing agree. sweeps and shit like that. That's not going to work for him. So when it looks like it's not working for him and they take him out and they put in Ryan, Ryan Matthews, they're right to do so. No, no, no. But Tag me in. But here's my, no, hold on. But here's my huh? point. I want to ask you guys. Tag in? Tag me in. Tag him in. But here's, here's the, my point. If you're going to have DeMarco... And you're you're realizing what you have on your team. I know you want to be Chip Kelly and have your offense. At some point, you have to abandon based on the personnel that you have on your team. No, you don't. You just have yeah. to stop calling outside zone and start calling inside zone and let him run up the middle a little more. Uh, maybe you know go out of the shotgun a little bit less and run under center a little bit more. He's used to running in that single back inside set zone where he is the best. Uh, I mean, the outside zone works in small samples, but it takes that much quick, much quicker, quick titch type of athlete. That's why Sproles excels in it. That's why LaShawn McCoy has excelled in it. And, you know, that's why Matthews has looked good for his size and speed in that sort of outside zone. He just has to run a little bit more inside zone when he when DeMarco Murray's in the game. That's all he's got to do. Now, I, I fully agree with that. Do you guys know for a fact that Murray was Kelly's call? It's got to be, right? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Who and else was... Because he's be honest, the, he's the head of the front office, and he's the head of he, the he's coaching staff. He's making all the decisions. I mean, Kelly <laughs> seems like he knows what he's doing. But for his offense, he's the exact wrong running back to get. I, that's why I question. Are you sure it's his call? Or was it the higher-ups wanting to steal him from Dallas and just bring him no, there. No, he's the higher up. He is the higher up. He is the higher up. Only the guy's blurry. He's the head the guys who have the money. It's the not like Chip Kelly's like, here, I'll head honcho, the man in charge, pulling the strings. I will say, I, I cleaned Blurry's <coughs> gutters. He had a beautiful Winnetka house. I was collegiate workforce, 19... Or two, no, 1993. I cleaned his gutters. Here's all I'm saying. You have (laughs) when you look and when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles roster, you can say without a doubt you are super strong at running back. So when you see the depth that they have at running back, here's what's asinine and ridiculous. And Chip, you built it. You want to run your fast offense, and it's not worked to this point. Record shows it, time of possession shows it, points scored shows it, it's all bad. So, time to start recognizing what you have. 
and forget about running fast and run strong. Run hard. I would run Murray, then bring in Matthews, then run Murray, then bring in Matthews. I'd just go every other damn play. Keep these guys fresh or whatever you're doing. Hit the hot guy when it's hot, but run the ball and don't worry about getting the playoff with 20 seconds left on the play clock. Let your running backs get their breath back. Let your offensive linemen get their breath back. If they're winning the battle at the point of attack, they will win the game for you. That's where your strength is. You cannot rely on Jordan Matthews and Josh Huff and Riley Cooper and Zach Ertz and Brent Selleck. It ain't working. Yeah, I hate to say it. It's like telling Patrick Kane to start playing a defensive game. I think they're going to say to stop raping. Hold well, on. Oh. 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 You can't even say it. You know the deal with that? The she girl, backed she, she backed up. She, backed she up. said she can't. She's not going to cooperate. I don't want to talk about that. I know. Okay. I don't want to talk about Fine. anything that's great. But that's the point, is that you can't just start to <laughs> start to ask said somebody. Taves and we wouldn't have that problem. You can't just start to ask somebody to do something that that's, that's not what Chip Kelly does. He runs his offense. That's the only reason he is, an, uh, is the coach right now. The only reason is because of the offense he runs. That's it. If you, if you were to turn him into Dinka... And turn him into like a running or, or turn him into Lovey Smith or something. What would be the point? There's just no point. It's fair I, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why he would go out and get Demarco Murray and Ryan Matthews yeah. and run the same offense he's running. I don't think it was his to- his call in totality. It's, it was his call. It's Hold his on, team. let me talk here, guys. Before and I, I'm thinking they're coming up by. Well, then he's stupid. I'm thinking, yes. that, I'm thinking that, okay. that Murray has been better in the last, in the three weeks leading up to that bye game than he was in the very beginning of the season. I like him, Murray, for the remainder of the season. I like him a lot, to be honest. I have him on my team. If you guys disagree, I want to hear that. But I think he's a buy-low guy. I think it's people are not digging him at all. If you have a flex, I would love to have Murray in a flex on a weekly basis. For Versus like here, a Joe Bernard or someone like that? Yeah. For going, going for the rest of the season. I'm okay with having him as a flex for the rest of the season. Absolutely. He's just not the RB1 that I thought he would be. He's not the RB1 that other people thought he might be. He's uh, he's in the wrong offense. Plain and simple. Uh, it's just not. He's a north-south runner, and this is not a north-south running team. And until Chip Kelly changes that, uh, DeMarco Murray is not going to be the guy you want running your ball uh, Running your his, her, his hands through your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just talk about my fantasy team already? Right. Yes, go ahead. What, what's what your trade question? I, I'm being offered Des Bryant and Christine Michael for Allen Robinson and Jeremy Hill. I gotta tell you, I have extreme amounts of depth on this team. And Who are I, you, you're getting? I'm Des? getting Des. My receiving core, though, is currently Martavis, Julio, and. Uh, Okay. Allen Robinson and Jarvis Landry. My running back core is Mark Ingram, Devonta Freeman, Jeremy Hill, Lamar Miller, uh, and Duke Johnson. And I've also got Cooks. You make this trade because you're buying Dez for the playoffs. <laughs> you're buying no. Dez for the playoffs. What do you think, dog? Come buy, on, buy Dez for the playoffs. Yes, Romo back in week eleven. Plus, when you need I him can... in week fourteen. He's into the flow, and Dez is Dez, and they're going crazy. I agree. I, I think you buy Des for the playoffs. I thought, uh, it's, I've been I, trying I to exactly buy. I've been doing. trying to make an elite a trade for an elite player all day. Like 
I've got so much depth that's sitting on my bench. I've got you know Jarvis Landry or Allen Robinson on my bench or Martavis Bryant on my bench or Lamar Miller on my bench. So I feel like I have to make a deal for an elite player. Yeah, I, I feel like Dez is that elite player, and I'm going to accept we, this straight. I think you should. I, we were just talking about that with D-Rex, and he was talking about I have so much depth. i, I got to go after a, a, an elite player at this point. Who's the guy we should go after? I think Dez was the one that we decided on. Yeah. That yeah. that's the guy you want to grab for the future thing. So I, a guy you scoring so points on your bench, it yeah, does, yeah. Get, exactly. get a There's guy a that's going to be playable and be a, a, a top tier, a wide receiver one or a running back one or even a running back two or a wide Start receiver two, two it's better than a guy that's on your bench line. lighting it up. And I'll tell you this, any of you guys that are out there listening to this, if Dez is on that guy's team that's had him or whatever, and after the, the horrible performance last week and don't expect a much better performance this week with Matt Castle... This is when you buy. And as long as you're in a position where you're not needing him to come in to give you wins, like you can actually take him and say, okay, I'm going to start him. And you know what? If I lose this week, I'm still in the playoffs. As long as you've got a comfortable situation, this is the best buy in the world because it's week 11, Romo can come back, and then you're going to get the performance out of him the last three weeks of the season. But if you're fighting and needing like a win, and don't give up too much of what you have that's scoring points for a guy that's not going to give it to you until week 11, 12. Great point. Let's be honest. With Dez, when he got injured week one and he's hobbling out in his undies, did you ever think that he would be playing in week eight? And the fact that he was playing a lot of snaps, going against the best defensive secondary in the game, not backing down, doing his thing, it's ideal. So if anyone wants to relinquish and trade up for multiple talent, you can get a top tier guy. Again, dog, and you guys think that uh, that 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 Romo's a little more important than actually I really do. Um, for right now, obviously, it becomes ridiculous when Romo's back. But I think Cass, I think Cassell is going to be targeting the crap out of him this week. It was a big difference of him gingerly running around, but still giving it a go against the best secondary around. That I don't care how good the team is this week uh, in in the Eagles. Right, we've talking about this game enough. Yeah, let's go. You are just so bears on fire. <laughs> Come on! Our bears are down in the whale's vagina. What's going to happen against the Chargers? So if D'Angelo Williams was the number one waiver priority, Jeremy Langford's got to be number two. Uh, for most people, looking for a running back, you know, there's not really any great wide receiver options out there unless Nate Washington's still hovering around in your league, potentially. But now the question is, how long is Matt Forte out? About Stevie uh, Johnson. Yeah, I was just going to say, with this and guy, I feel, like he's, I feel like he's... he's hell of a lacerated kidney. He's gone for the... Yeah, head. but like you said, if he's available. Yeah, okay. He's Malcolm Floyd. No. I don't like that. It's going to be the same exact guy. Boomer bust, boomer bust, boomer bust. So now, and this is the worst part too. I, I really thought that San Diego was going to make a, a major move at this trade deadline. To fill Being at 2-6? To fill to the Keenan Allen role, yeah. They're 2-6, and six. why would they? Yeah, they don't need it. I just He's on a record pace season, but that team is just, they're garbage. Because, because when it costs you, when you're a team, well see, this is the whole thing, and, and, and again, Maybe we're going to find out a whole lot more that they're not going to be in San Diego anymore. And they don't care. Because if they cared and they wanted to do something 
You could go to, to get Anquan Bolden for a seventh or sixth round pick. They and, if, but you want, and you want to do that to put butts in your seat or whatever, you could do that. But if they are resigned to the fact that they're going to L.A. and it's like Well, remember up. one thing about that L.A. move? It is so southern L.A. that it's literally only like an, I don't hour. Know, it's like an hour, hour and a half away. away right? There's no difference between San Francisco being in Santa Clara. It's like an hour away. A lot more with game day traffic, but you know, a lot more because game day for them starts at what one o'clock for their late games, one forty-five, one twenty. Here's the question: Does Antonio, does Anquan Bolden, does Anquan Bolden win you? Uh, does Anquan Bolden get you into the playoffs? No. So why would you give up any draft pick at all for somebody who doesn't do anything for you? Plain and simple. I mean, it's, what does it make you? It makes you a worse team in terms of the draft. Sometimes it, I, that's what it Sometimes does. I really hate it when you're right, though. Don't it's, talk to me about the truth. Football. I'm in not a fantasy world, football. not a reality world. All right, all right. Bears. The Bears. Um, wow. I think Langford has a good game. Honestly, I, I, do I think it's outstanding? No, but I think he puts up solid RB two numbers. Do Very you think? Solid. Is this like one of these games where it's on Monday night? Here's a horrible defense. Here's a horrible defense at stopping <laughs> running backs in the Chargers, and here's a guy that gets thrust into a role, has a huge game, and I'm going to tell you what, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to put him on the waiver wire, and I had him on the waiver wire this last week, but I'll put him on there and I'll say, all right, everyone's going to be running after him. Let, and I'm going to say, still caution, because, but he's a starter. See, here's the thing right now on the waiver wire. What are we talking about? Lakeford. Okay. You don't Lankford. get. You don't get. Full-time starter guys at this point in time off the waiver wire. You got that with Langford because Kadeem Carey, no, no. man, Daniel Antone, Thomas, Anton Smith, Anton Smith. Smith? Like, no, no. So neither nor. Remember Anton Smith? How everyone was like, jumping all over his jock last year on, on, on no, the Cardinals. No one wanted to, but after a while, he just kept on scoring these long. <laughs> but it was like it was on, <laughs> no one wanted to, but you just had to. <laughs> Scored them all in the dome too. That's just I'm not impressed. I'm like whatever. four touches or whatever. But try doing that on the Langford's gonna get all the, the touches. Bears the Bears turn. are still a run-based offense since since San Diego. And they're I'm, I'm not, I didn't say that it was. In yeah, I was Chicago. talking. About, I was thinking to myself, and it came out loud. So I was thinking Anton Smith, whatever he does it in the dome. It's not in Chicago, but you're having another conversation while I was. I am. I'm having a conversation in my own head. That's that's. I'm that sorry. was out loud. And this is how Doug <laughs> does the rankings. Wow. And you call Doug and you ask him for advice and you wonder why you get bad advice because he's not thinking about what you're asking. He's thinking about his rankings. That's, I love it. Jared, do you listen to music? No, I listen to myself when I'm doing shit. You look at that guy in my gym, and I like, I like walk by the guy, and I'm like, is he talking to me? No, he's just talking. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so what I, let me finish talking. You, you be quiet. I said, Jeremy Langford's a guy that's going to get a, a, a lot, I think, at least 15, probably 20 carries in this game with the Bears because of the fact that, that he's the only guy, and you still need to establish a run. This is a team that is weak against a run. And talk about this. You have a rookie who has not had a lot of touches. So he's fresh. You're not worrying about the fact that he's gotten a ton of hits that you know that, that's gonna wear him down and cause him any strike in this game. He should be licking his chops. Oh my god, I have my opportunity to make my game. It could be a big game. He was a big ten running back, too. It's not like he's adverse to 
you know, getting hit. He's fine with that. He's and believe me, he'll be fine with fifteen to twenty touches, twenty-five if they want to give him thirty. It doesn't matter. Le'Veon was too. I mean, Le'Veon loved getting hit. He loved all that sort of, until a three hundred seventy-pound man fell on his leg backwards. You know, that was not fun. So, but, but, but the point is this. Langford's <laughs> going to be a viable guy that you can grab, and I think this game he's going to have a good game. DFS play. Good DFS. He's oh, got to be. Yeah. What's he got to be? Do you have any of his You numbers? don't have to sneeze here. You can say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, you, you really can. <laughs> DFS play, yeah. He is going to be I probably... Like I, I, I bet you on FanDuel, <laughs> because no one's like lower than 4,500, he'll probably be like around 6,200, I bet you, is where he'll be. 61, 6,000. They'll set it beforehand. Yeah, it'll probably be a little, maybe a little less than that. 59, 58. Well, uh, let's move on to the other side of the ball. Unless we got... But, no, no, no. Alshon Jeffrey is yeah. the guy, okay? Because... He's the best receiver on the field in this game. Agreed. He's the guy that, you know, with, without Keenan Allen and all these other guys, you know, and I don't know that San Diego really has that defender that can, can guard him either. I think they do. They're one of the absolute best at defending wide receivers in the league. Absolute best. Jason Verrett is a great corner in zone, and then they've also got Brandon Flowers who can match up with his size. True. I, I do not like, I, I mean, I think Alshon will be okay. I don't think he'll be. I any think Elshon's putting up 100 yards and a touchdown this game. No, no question. Okay. I could see that happening. Yeah, absolutely. Do I think that San Diego? Because they're not going to trust San Diego. Running. Is a little smoke and mirrors when it comes to uh, the, the pass defense. Yes, they are good, uh, and I do like a couple of the guys and the personnel. But it is smoke and mirrors because you can't just run on them all day long. And there's been a couple of teams that have shown one way or the other, like the Kansas City Chiefs, when you could pass on them all day long, the run defense was awesome. Now it's uh, getting a little tougher to pass them, so people are running, and they're starting to run a little bit more on them all of a sudden. They also so lost Corey Legion, though. Huh? They lost Corey Legion. Wow. Yes. <laughs> That's a well, big player I, of the defensive line. I'm sorry. Weddle will be gone, too, from what I hear. Uh, Helps yeah, out Jeffrey. He's been out for a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was out last week, but... Um, did he get traded or no? no? I didn't see it because supposedly he was about to get traded. Um, well, if he didn't get traded, he might still be a little bit injured either way. So the, the backside of the defense for San Diego is a little bit tough either way. Uh, listen, this is going to be a very interesting game, to say the least. Philip Rivers is on a streak like nobody's business. I think he's throwing for 300 yards in five straight games now and has... Uh, Two or more touchdown passes in every game but one, I think, something along those lines. He's uh, he's on a record-breaking pace at this point. And to be honest, without Keenan Allen, I, don't, I, I still think it's possible. I mean, it's, you got Antonio Gates out there, and they can still throw Ladarius Green out there as another type of receiver, which they will. They'll throw out two tight end sets. Send them both out there, especially against teams that aren't that great against the pa- uh, with the pass rush. Uh, yes, we talked about Malcolm Floyd, who's always just going to be who he is, uh, and of course Stevie Johnson is going to get a lot more play out there to get a lot more targets. Dontrell Inman is an interesting pickup this week if you're looking for PPR type of stuff, something that uh, might hit, but you never know type of thing. I wouldn't really Deep count league. on it. Yeah, I wouldn't really count on it. I think it's the tight end situation that you might want to jump on. If you can get the Gates or you can get Ladarius Green or you have one of them, I think you're pretty happy about it because I think that River starts to turn to them a little bit more. What about Woodhead? 
It's strange. Woodhead last week went, and it's, and also there was another week uh, early in the season where uh, Keenan Allen basically wasn't used at all. He only had like four targets and only two catches for 16 yards. And you're like, what the fuck was going on with that one? Yeah, he was covered great, and he just, I think he got injured and maybe did, uh, didn't do much for us in the game. But what they turned to? They turned to Melvin Gordon. And that's, I find, kind of interesting. Melvin Gordon actually might get a little more play with this Keenan Allen injury. They might want to control the ball a little bit more, not have to put their defense on them, not put more pressure on they are, receivers they are, they, that listen, They it. are the ball control offense when they really want to be. They were always the team that will give you the 13, 12, 13, 11, that's how they beat drive. Denver how, yeah, last right. year and the year and Keep the year them off the field. That. Keep exactly. them off the field. Stag says, dank and dunk. Uh, question I got for you before we shut this party down, and we are shutting this thing down. Uh, Cutler actually looks pretty good in a lot of ways. Is Cutler going to have a good game for streamers, for people that are riding a Cutler? Is this a, is this a Cutler game? Could, could, could he go off or... Listen, he, he is riding off. high right now, but I, I, I think it's more mediocre and... Uh, I wouldn't expect a ton out of it. No. What I'm saying is this. I think he'll give you some good yardage. He'll give you two touchdowns, but he's going to give you two to three interceptions or whatever also because the <laughs> lack of having Forte in the running game and the lack of having, you know, I don't think he's going to give you 300 yards either. I really think it's going to be closer to 260, 270 because all those yards that you got out of Forte in the as a receiver out of the backfield – Look, did you see the big play last week where it was it was a little bit behind Langford and he dropped it and he, he missed it and, and this is something that is normal for Forte. It would have been a first down and I think you know here's a young guy who's looking to try to make something happen as opposed to understanding what the situation is and the most important thing at that point in time was just catch the ball, catch it, go down. You got a first down and you're going to end this game. You're going to you're going to end Minnesota. It didn't happen. True and. You know, was a bad pass. It was. It was a little. <laughs> it was behind him. But, but instead of, I, I think that Forte would have recognized it, and you just and, and Langford's a guy Agreed. who's known to have good hands coming out of college. Yeah. But it's still hard for a guy like that who's never had to do it in a big time like this when all of the things are going on in his brain to ask him to do that. So I have a feeling that it's going to be kind of a struggle for him to. to if he, you know to find his feet in the passing game, which is why Cutler, if you're looking for a stream. I say bleh, car if you can. I'll go car instead. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would rather go somebody else besides Cutler, and I'll tell you why. Like you were talking about earlier, D Rex. Uh, like we've talked about a little bit here. I think that San Diego, with the loss of Keenan Allen, for sure, there's just I mean, he's not there anymore for the rest of the season. Um, I think they need to find a slightly different identity. And I think they go back to something that worked before, and I think they play a lot of ball control. And that's one thing you can do against the Bears is control the ball. Their defense is very uh, bend but don't break, as they usually are. You could get big plays against them, but I, I, I have a feeling that they're just it's just going to be four yards, five yards, six yards, a lot of tight end usage, a lot of Gordon usage. I think a lot, I think a lot of Woodhead usage. Out of the backfield, Danks and dunks. Why? Because the Bears haven't let that up at all, really. The only person they let it up to was a, a Theo Riddick, and that was one catch that he took for but a I'm long way. But I'm not even saying that. But I'm not saying that. Nobody's done anything against him that way. With the the, the way that Wood is, no, no, no team has done. But if you don't have all of your wide receiver weapons, you're going to release your your running backs, or whatever. And listen, the other thing is that Philip Rivers 
I trust him as a quarterback. Okay. But he's going to. He, he is too savvy to let all these things just all of a sudden take him out of his game. He's on fire. Okay. All right. Check us out on iTunes. Give us a review. We talked about this at the very end of the show. No one gives us a review anymore. Because they don't listen to the end. Uh, it's all good. We don't really give a crap. We're, we're totally replacing you completely as fans regardless. So we're, we're working on that part of our business plan right now. How we're going to totally weed you guys out. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We love you. We love you. Just go, Spreaker. This job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's true. What he said. Can we do that one more time? Can we put that in an infinite loop? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me. Oh, I lost it. Here we go. Doesn't matter. Here it is. No. This job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. True. This job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. True. This job would be great if it wasn't for All the right, fucking we're customers. Not true. <laughs> we not true. We love you. No one, no one loves our fans more than us. But give us a review on iTunes. If you're on a, a, an Android or an Apple, non-Apple kind of product, Stitcher, Spreaker, check that shite out. We do this show every week, year round. You know it. What is this? This is going to be just under three hours. And that's kind of a normal, almost short podcast for us of late. Guys, we love you. We're giving you everything we got. You know if you're taking the advice from Dogmatica, who's number one in the fantasy pros out of 131 experts on the weekly rankings, the week before he was number three. Good times. Amen. You know okay. if we're delivering you that kind of goods. Stag Party. No one in the industry knows the game and the ins and outs and has much fun on Daily Fantasy while having a bunch of leagues going on and still having a nice saddle up at a bar that's right down the street from his house. This guy still has a bar life. Good times. Houdini. No one's, guys, as, no one's who, as ridiculous as me. That's all. No, nah, Houdini. It's, Stop nah, trying we're to steal not, his thunder. No, nah, we're not <laughs> even going to talk about fantasy football with you. You're just a madman. But we're just psyched for your uh, your Hawkeyes. Still undefeated. Run with it. He's still wear, wearing a Hawkeyes little All year. Place. All guys, year. We love you. Sign up for Pyro Pro. Give us the love. Let's do this. Ask us questions on Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. Twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one AC. We're going to close it out right now. Motorway to Roswell, Pixies. Pyros, we love you. Peace. Out. Peace.